everyone, I'm Caitlin, and I am one of the co-hosts of the OK Drama Podcast, where two friends recap and break down K-dramas one episode at a time. Our dear, sweet Jillian is still on vacation, living her best life, but we have our boys back! What up? Hey! Replacing Jill for the second, maybe final time? We'll see. (laughs) It's Alex, Mabu, and everybody's favorite cousin. It's David. It's David. Hey, cousin David, coming at you for the what? Third, fourth time. Fourth time. Fourth time. Wow. What a ride. What a ride it's been. <laughs> Repeat customer. That's right. <laughs> he got his foot in the door, and now he's selling you the whole David mm-hmm. package. It's really the listeners that are buying. So. All right. So we're covering episodes five and six of Hotel de Luna. Um, how are we feeling so far, guys? Just without getting too much into it, too far into it, how are we feeling about these two episodes and the trajectory of the show thus far? I like the trajectory of the show, but I guess I'm really relying on this podcast on keeping me up to date because I was pretty out of it watching the last two episodes. I'm recovering from a very, very... Bad illness. I could have died. Is it contagious? Also known as the common cold. Okay. <laughs> also known as the common cold. Okay, so very contagious. Okay. You're still okay. Uh, right. Uh, I remember most of it, and I feel like it's going in a direction that I think is good. But I also am going to use the synopsis of Caitlin and David today to help remind me what happened. All right. Yes. Uh, cousin David is going to be recapping with me, so I don't have to read all of the notes today. So that'll be fun. I'm going to do my best. Uh, All right, we'll we'll, we'll see see how I do. I believe in you, David. Should we get started? Well, what's David's take on it? Oh, yeah, let's... Yeah, what's my take on it? So far, this this is my favorite drama so far. Um, They keep introducing really cool surprises, and the surprises aren't, you know, particularly... I mean, some of them are novel, but then others aren't so novel, but... When a show is really good, they can you can sneak in, you know, very tropey stuff, mm-hmm. and you won't notice it because you're too distracted by how good the show is. Uh, so that's that's really impressed me so far. Yeah, I feel like, like you said, um, sometimes I'll be like, "Oh my god, what?" And mm-hmm. if you just read that on paper, you'll be like, "Oh duh, like yeah. that's so obvious." Or of course they did that. But when you're watching the show. I guess the actors are really good and just the writing in general, the way they set the scene, it makes me like excited and just being like, what? So I'm very excited. This, I would agree. This is probably one of my favorite dramas so far. I think it's one of the most visually appealing dramas so far. Like I love all the costumes. I love, I love the Hotel de Luna sign. Yeah. I just love the whole vibe of the show. So, I guess, without further ado, let's start with episode five. So we start with Gu Chan Song seeing the super creepy ghost peeking out of the wardrobe, and this is the one with, like, the red eyes that will make humans go crazy. Yeah. From episode four. So the ghost is peeking out of the wardrobe, and Manuel comes in, storms in like a boss, and tells him not to look, and then she ends up kissing him when he is about to turn around to see the ghost. 
After the kiss, Manuel is a badass and opens the door with her powers so Chansong can run out while she deals with the ghost. Manuel temporarily gets the ghost back in the wardrobe, but then Chansong runs back into the room when he hears the ghost, who he thinks is Manuel, call his name. He sees the ghost about to get out of the wardrobe, so he goes to protect Manuel, but then the ghost escapes from the hotel, and they have like one of those really swirly K-drama hugs, yeah. and it's like really beautiful, and they're just kind of like holding each other, but the ghost escapes. And I think it's funny, because I feel like the ghost, if I'm remembering correctly, just runs out right past... Mrs. Choi and the bartender. Yeah, but they're too busy paying attention to their hug and kiss that just happened. No, the bartender. <clears throat> oh, the bartender. Yeah. Yeah, so Miss Choi, like the housekeeping lady. So, because they're standing outside room 13 being like, oh, what's gonna, what's happening mm-hmm. in there? Yeah. And the ghost is just like, bye. Yeah. All crazy. Yeah, yeah they look back. Okay. Yeah. I was so creeped out when she was running on all fours. Oh, yeah. Like an animal? Like a yes. frog? Uh, yeah. No, I don't like that. Oh, yeah. I, when I saw that, I think I, like, verbally, like, out loud was like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you, you specifically said, I hate it when they have human people, like, running on all fours. It's creepy. Kaylin hates babies, too, <laughs> which makes sense. Well, I saw this, there's this one Running Man episode where they go to Japan and um, they have this challenge. Anyway, I'm like, I won't get into the whole challenge, but basically they end up meeting the I think one of the world's fastest all four runners on all four runners, all four runners. yeah in Japan and they you, they show him and they, he wears these like special gloves and stuff and I was like no oh, I well, do not like obviously that. haven't seen me do it <laughs> I'd be the fastest even without you gloves. have short arms I know <laughs> which works to my advantage and you need to have a this guy was like. Because if I do that, it makes me look low, and low is fast. It makes you look low, but... (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. I am a T-Rex. You're right. Uh, So yeah, I found that whole scene to be incredibly creepy, and like, it had me on edge. So, anyway, the ghost gets past the bartender and Miss Choi, and they're like, "Uh uh-oh. (laughs) <laughs> yeah they're like oh. this is all our fault isn't it yeah, <laughs> that's but, unfortunate yeah and they're like but what about Chansong so Chansong and Manuel check each other out after the hug to make sure they're okay but then they start cheesing each other and fighting again about him thinking it was a prank and whether he's a coward blah 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 they just have that like kind of I'm picking a new yeah. relationship thus mm-hmm. far so the bartender apologizes to Chansong but the bartender and Miss Choi are still plotting on how to get Chansong out of the picture because, again, they're worried about the tree and they think Chansong might be speeding up the process yeah. of Manuel po- potentially closing the inn. Uh, Hyunjung, the bellboy, goes to pick up Yuna, which is the girl ghost possessed body girl, school girl, mm-hmm. uh, so they can make her the new manager because she can see ghosts. But he ends up saving her on the steps in a very classic K-drama way. So basically, these, like, whatever, teenage bitches are bullying her. And she's about to, like, fall down the stairs in front of the school. But him, as a ghost, he catches her by the wrist and then pulls her in. And it's 
glorious. But the ultimate risk grab because he yeah. needed to do it to save her. That is true. It wasn't. It wasn't unwarranted. It, it was wasn't like, a. Yeah. Come over here. That's a, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't <Yeah>. Scorpion. <laughs> that's, that's very. That was, that's actually very smart of the writers. They put in a. They, they managed to put a risk grab in, but they managed to like manufacture the situation around it. So it was okay. So it wasn't like misogynistic. Yeah. 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 <sighs> um. Bloop, bloop. So they talk about her becoming manager, but then he gets a text saying that Sharon Song is safe, so he should come back. And there's definitely some chemistry starting between Yuna. And Hyung Joon, and she's like, "You have a cell phone," and she's like, "Give me your number. Let's text." Ooh, which I kind of like. How old is? Yeah, I was wondering to be. I'm because... assuming because he talked about like liking going to school and stuff, and so I'm assuming he's probably like 19, and I'm assuming she's probably in her late teens. As well, of, really, he's yeah. like. 70 to 80 because well, yeah. He died. Okay. Okay. See, this if is he's where frozen in his age. another goblin situation. Yes. Yeah, if he's frozen in his in his age and he's nineteen and let's say she's like sixteen, okay, fine. But if she's I like think, fourteen, no, I think she's definite. She's definitely in high school, and from my understanding, it seems like she's already in later high school. Yeah, like hmm. because they I all think look so young. Though. She mentions like having Is it just an that I look so old. Maybe. It's like they wear makeup. <laughs> and, and How old do you think the actor is who plays Hyung Jun? I looked him up. I'll say 30. No, he's younger than that. I will say, knowing that you are trying to get me to guess older, but he's slightly younger, I'm going to go ahead and say 22. I'm going to say 16. He is 26. 26? Okay, so I wasn't that old. Okay, and then how old do you think the actress who plays Yuna is? She's 30. 21. Oh my god. <laughs> actually, I looked her up. I looked her up and she's actually 20. Dang it. So. Well, spoiler alert, Caitlin actually told me this uh, when we watched it. Yeah, she well, on like, Running Man, they were like, oh, you're 21 now, but I think it's like Korean age 21. Uh, so she's like 20. Yeah. Do you know the whole Korean age thing? What, everyone has the same birthday? Is that? <laughs> it's kind of like that, right? Well, yes and no. So, uh, basically, in Korean age, you're either one or two years older than your international age. Okay. So, you're born one also, right? Yeah. Yeah, but basically, you're born one. And then the Chinese New Year signifies everyone gets a year older. Because they go okay. based on the, the year, not necessarily on, like, oh. After their birthday. Yeah. Okay. In their Korean age. So, if you're, like, is the Chinese New Year in February or March? Uh-huh. It's in February. So, let's say... Uh, like, for example, my dad, who was born in January. So my dad was one when he was born, and then he quickly turned two because... Okay. Oh. So my dad's Korean age is technically two years older than his international age. Okay. Well, over here in America, we're all being like, he's 33 months old. <laughs> right. Okay, well, wait, so, okay, so, wait, was that her... So the ages you were just giving me, those are like their international yeah. ages, right? Okay, all right, just making sure. Yeah. I'm trying to salvage my bad guess as best as I can. <laughs> no, it's not salvageable, David. No, it's, no. Just uh. take the L. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So we're back at the hotel. Young Jun gets excited when he sees Chan Song because he's like a sweet boy and he likes Chan Song. Um, but then Chan Song gets suspicious because he's like, you're fine. Yeah, just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like he has no chill whatsoever. But Better anyway. keeping secrets. Uh-huh. All right, so uh, Miss Choi and the bartender do a PowerPoint presentation showing Manuel the different ways that they can get rid of Chan Sung. But Manuel says that Chan Sung won't leave, so she'll keep him by her side. Aw. 
she seems confident that she'll be able to handle the situation if the tree starts to grow flowers, and also what will happen if she's confronted with going to the afterlife. But Miss Choi and the bartender seem dubious about this. They also get word that Chan Sung might realize that they sent him on purpose, for some reason, and question Manuel's intentions, and note her mood swings. Uh, right after that, uh, you cut to, uh, cut to Manuel, uh, saying that the employees in fact did send him to room 13 on purpose, mm-hmm. so he'd die or go crazy. Uh, so she confirms his suspicions, and he understandably gets upset and kicks an earring that she's looking for under her desk after she asks, after she asks, after she asks him to find it. That's like the level of petty that I'd be at. Yeah. Uh, But it wouldn't um, even be like, oh, you're trying to get me, like, going crazy. I'd be like, oh, Caitlin, you told me to clean this, even though you said you were going to clean it yesterday, and i just kick your earring. Okay, that's not petty. If Caitlin sent you to, like, go crazy somehow, I could understand, you know, that's... That's not being petty. That's a, she, she's getting off easy. If someone yeah. sent me to, if someone sent me to a, a demon ghost room to go crazy, I do a lot more than kick their earring underneath the desk. Yeah, yeah. Going, but then again, she is pretty, David. That's that's true. <laughs> going right back to that. the PowerPoint, I thought that was so funny. Oh yeah, <laughs> they had like the projector up, right. and she had like her little clicker, and she was like, "Well, there's this cabin." And the farmlands where there's this goes, and that'll make him. You go gotta give them credit; they know how to keep up with the times. They have yeah, nice cars. Uh-huh. They have like computers. Mm-hmm. They have PowerPoint. They have Samsung right. phones. Yeah, they they text. They they wear current clothes. They don't stick to their like era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the clip art on that PowerPoint was pretty good, <laughs> well, especially considering the locations were just like ghost places. Yeah. <laughs> What's that other PowerPoint that's like the big thing now that people use? It's like not PowerPoint, but it's something else. But it's like, the Mac one. No, no, uh, that's slides or oh, no, that's Google yeah. Slides. No, Key- Keynote. Keynote. No, not Keynote. It's like this like super special one that. Obviously, I haven't been in school in a while right. and have not had to make PowerPoint presentations. Well, I never have to make it. Like, we have to do it at work. Really? For one of the owners. Well, yeah, we, we have to make this presentation. And we it's make PowerPoint. Like specific one. Well, okay. At my office, we still use PowerPoint. Well, yeah, and most people do. And the ones that like are like, oh, let's use this one. It's because they're like, we have better animations and it can look... Newer and it's what like what adult cares? actually cares about? Yeah, just, like, just oh. give me the information. Let's get through this. Like a, let's just get through this yeah. meeting as like quickly a, as a possible. Five second fade in, fade out. <laughs> like, oh my god! Like, I the text and, yeah. <laughs> and that was the business corner with yes. Alex. <laughs> Uh, she ex- um, so she explains that they're all worried since the tree's changing, and they think that they might have to leave uh, to the afterlife soon. Uh, he asks why she decided to save him, and uh, she says that he was weighing on her mi- that he was weighing on her mind. Uh, he starts to ask her about her feelings in a funny way, and they start playfully arguing about going to Harvard again, uh, asking dumb questions, uh, and her having sincere feelings for him, and also how she was in the past. Uh, he asks about Yan Wu finally get his name mm-hmm. and her demeanor changes uh then she asks if she thinks that he's yan wu he says probably not and she says yan wu was the person that loved her most in this world and she asks him if he loves her and he replies that it's clear it's not him <gasps> and she tells him to leave but she ends up leaving on her own and goes to her room what heart what i know that I was, was like, what? what a great response <laughs> it's clear it's not me yeah that is like Probably the most face-saving response he probably could have yeah. given. Yeah, but also, it, man, he cut deep with it, too. Exactly. 
It's like he rammed the most dull knife he could into her heart. I guess. But it wasn't or, sharp. Or, or like he sent enough. her to a room to go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, I think he probably feels like she she has put up such a front of being icy and cold and not having feelings. Yeah, so. he's, he's just like doing how, it back to her. He does love her. We'll all find out. I like how the conversation swung in the beginning, just like, hey, sorry, we sent you to the room to go crazy. And the end, he's like, do you love me? Yeah. Do you love me? Are you... <laughs> Uh, we got a flashback of Yongyu telling Manuel that he will build her the biggest house in the city with her favorite tree because she can't live uh, because she can't live uh, because she can't live in a tent yeah, uh, when she's a grandmother. Uh, she's, she laughs it off, saying that she'll always be on the run and probably won't live long enough to become a grandmother. He tells her that the fortune teller told him that he would live to be as old as a tree and that he would give all those years to her. She points out that that would mean he would die. And then he responds that he's fine with that as long as it's for her. And this I was thought they again? were brother and sister. Yeah, you totally yeah, thought that. I thought it was. I thought it was brother. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. I guess this is like a little old fashioned so, love triangle. Yeah, when yeah, when the, it came up, I was like, "This is the love triangle, <laughs> yeah. David. This is the, the love triangle." Yeah, the Rudy. brother. Um, uh, so the brother Manuel. is Yanwu. Yeah, Yanwu. Yeah. yeah. Well, what I thought was the brother. Oppa, the Oppa, right? Well, they're not calling each other Opa because no, it's ancient. But it would be, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. They're technically maybe both her Opas if the other guy is... If she's like, Opa! Like that. And if he's older than her. Instead of just being like, Opa! Opa! That's more like actual brother calling you over, but like, Opa! is like cutesy. Opa! Opa, buy me tacos. <laughs> <laughs> I get you tacos all the time. Uh, Yeah. Um, sidebar, back to a little bit ago. Again, we already talked about the aesthetic of the show, but I love her office. Oh, I didn't even pay attention yeah, what's, to it. Yeah, I, what was in her office? That... It's just the color scheme okay. and the lighting. She has, like, mood lighting and... <laughs> oh, I'm all into mood lighting. It just looks very comfortable, but, like, it's the right amount of, um, what would I say, like, eccentric... So- but with, mixed with, like, really classy, like, old-timey stuff. Like, she has a bunch of cushions, and I don't know. Yeah. I just love the look. Y'all should pay attention to her okay. office next is it Is it, like, eccentric, old, kind of like how Harry Potter would be? Like, if you were to go, like, to Ron's, no. Ron's house? No, well, Ron's house is kind of dump, shitty. yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I would think maybe, like, Professor McGonagall's yeah. house. They I don't know. They can't afford <laughs> earrings to drop is, <laughs> below a desk, much less a color scheme. <laughs> and a Their color scheme, look. I think, is, like, brown and orange at the Weasley house. Yeah. it's Everything is brown, and then their hair is orange. And that's <laughs> it. That's the scheme. And burgundy for that's Gryffindor. Right. What's interesting mm-hmm. about, uh, about, like... Harry Potter, like, economics is you would think that you wouldn't need to worry about, like, poverty and things if you have magic. No, Galapagos' uh, second or third law says that you cannot conjure food out of thin air. It must come from somewhere. And that brings us to our pivot. We're going to start talking about Harry Potter now. <laughs> but, like, you can make everything clean. You can change colors yeah, or whatever. Yeah, but there... Or is the magic too weak? No, you can use magic to clean and stuff, but I think the point is... Is that even though magic exists, everyone uses magic. So that that yeah. l- 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 levels the playing field. Yeah. So there, you still have positions of people owning businesses, government positions, just old family money. It's the same thing. I guess. Well, 
We can have a... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that was the Harry Potter corner. That's right. Harry Potter corner. Um, so, after the little flashback... Uh, very we, nice touching flashback. I know. I, I really like these flashbacks. They're very nice. It's so well done. I just have to say. I love it. Okay. Then we cut to a very creepy scene. It looks like some sort of shaman-type dude clips a deceased woman's fingernails and hair... And he, like, has them in a little paper, I don't know, envelope thing. Mm -hmm. And he tells the woman's parents, we're assuming at this point. Quote, unquote. Yes. uh, That he will find a groom for her. And the woman is, like, it looks like she's on an autopsy table, pretty much. And she's Mm -hmm. in a wedding dress. A Vera Wang latest collection wedding dress. Yeah, they made sure to say that. (laughs) So, the shaman guy hands the parents a red pouch with the clippings inside of it. The parents tie the pouch to a paper lantern that they release into the sky that says, In of the Moon, on Chinese, in Chinese on it. A voiceover of the shaman explains that the human who picks up the pouch will be the groom of her spirit. So, have y'all seen those, like, little lanterns before? I've not. I've only ever seen, I only saw that in Goblin, and it seems to be kind of like an old timey way of like sending up your wish to the gods i think mm-hmm. or like i've oh, seen no. it in like commercials <clears throat> like an ambient commercial or something <laughs> what? Yeah. okay um so they could sneak another sponsor in there i guess <laughs> <laughs> and that was the sponsor corner <laughs> so the subtitles explain that um there's a popular asian belief that red thread connects people fated to be together so that's why it's a red pouch mm-hmm. The father says he hopes a good person picks up the pouch, and the mother makes a comment about her finally getting married. Then we see the woman as a ghost, freaking out, saying she doesn't want to be married, and she runs away. This was nuts to me, right? Where yeah. it's just like, hmm, like I just, just, let's just pair her with some random guy for the rest of, you know. Uh-huh. that That's nuts, right? Any, any, you know, any vagrant can just pick up that pouch, you know. It, yeah. Also, I mean, if someone picks up the, <laughs> if someone picks up the pouch, and I guess like they don't return to the rightful owner, I mean, is that, I, I don't know. I well, just, I think the thought is that they put their faith in God to have the the whatever the right person be fated for her pick up the pouch. Okay. S M H. We're in twenty nineteen, guys. Fate doesn't exist. Make your own fate. You make right. your own fate. <laughs> Anyway, back to the... So, <laughs> Miss Choi and Chan Song talk about his work and how he likes the hotel now. So, they're just, like, kind of small talking mm-hmm. at this point after the awkward, like, I kind of tried to kill you earlier. <laughs> and oh. so, he's like, I think she's like, yeah, you're being, like, a lot cooler with the ghosts now, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And he was like, oh, yeah, I've realized, like, everyone here is so nice to me. And, you know, I pay back what I receive tenfold. <laughs> like, Which- okay, Go to the next part, and then I got to comment on it. Okay. So he's so, going to try to kill her ten times. <laughs> As he's about to... Oh. Okay. So Chansung is about to leave for the night, but then he sees a ghost in a wedding dress at the front door. He's about to invite her in, but then she faints. We then cut to him with the ghost in Manuel's office, and Manuel gets upset and asks why the ghost is so out of it. Because at this point, like, the ghost is just kind of like... <laughs> Resting her hat on Samsung's shoulder. That was really funny when we just cut to her. The first thing she says, like, why'd you bring her to my office? Yeah. (laughs) You could have brought her to a room. I think she's like, this is not the front desk. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was a great great editing, great mm -hmm. cut. Which, let's let's be honest, uh, he was probably doing it. 
To make her jealous? To make her jealous. You yeah. think? Oh, yeah. No, they both they both got a thing for each other. They're every single so time they're proud. like... Yeah, every single time they like talk together or are together, I always think of like... Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. That's our that's our <coughs> that's our I love you moment music. <laughs> well. Sorry sorry I tried to make you go mad. <laughs> Do they make cards for that? Do you wonder? Like, I think right. you can, David. That sounds like a great business venture. <laughs> K drama themed <laughs> cards. Oh yeah, that that could be like something for your online store at some point. Mm-hmm. Or you could even do like Valentine's Day cards. That's right. yeah, sorry, sorry I, I tried to make you go crazy. Yeah, sorry, mm-hmm. room thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> um, all whitey, blue, blue. Okay, so yeah, Manuel's getting jealous, and. Uh, so, Manuel gets jealous, and Chen Song explains that the ghost is exhausted from traveling, and he doesn't mind letting her rest on his shoulder. Ooh. Manuel is all huffy at this point and asks the ghost if she's doing a soul marriage. The ghost confirms, and Manuel tells her to check into her room so she can rest up and think about it, since it's probably what would make her living family happy. Because, like, her point is, they obviously set this up for you for a reason. <clears throat> yeah. Like, you denying them, you're already dead, like. Just think it over. Mm-hmm. Um, Manuel also brings up that the hotel has a marriage hall and they can put on the ceremony for a price. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Manuel is a like... Woman yeah. of, my... <laughs> of your own heart? Of my own heart, yeah. yeah. Um, so Manuel gets jealous again when Chan Song carries the ghost it's out a... of the office. <laughs> and Manuel remembers that Chan Song picked up Manuel in a cabbage cart instead of carrying her. <laughs> that was so great. I think he made a comment like, I'm too weak. <laughs> That was so great. Just like uh-huh. this side, this is like a, a full beat after they leave. Like, oh, Chen Song. Picking me up in a you're cabbage s- cart. You're strong enough to pick up a woman. <laughs> and yet you bring me a cabbage cart. <laughs> uh, so, have y'all ever heard of a soul marriage before? Mm, never. Nope. Is that like a, it's like the Korean capital? Uh, <laughs> is it like you get married to like Earth, Wind, and Fire or something? Or, no. or like Sam Cooke? Not quite. Uh, I only have known about this or, like, learned a little bit about it because it was featured on an episode of Bones. One of the great... Bones, 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 Everybody! I used to sing that song before I watched Bones, guys. Still do when I watch reruns of Bones. One of my favorite fictional crime shows. Anyway... In bones, they're like they find these bones. <laughs> and really? Yeah, they find <laughs> these bones, and basically, what it looks like is they're well. In this case, they were Chinese people, I think, and they have put the bones of their deceased daughter and the bones of a newly deceased like man in the same box or okay. something, so that would like bring them together, or whatever. I don't remember the specifics of, like, if the, I think maybe the boy was killed with foul play or something like that. I'm not sure. I don't remember. We should watch that episode of Bones to figure out later. But I was just like, oh, I remember that when I saw the, like, soul marriage thing. And they talk about the concept of, like, not wanting to let their daughter go to the afterlife alone. alone. Yeah. Okay. So it's just, is she just going to the afterlife alone or is she stuck with him for the rest that is not clear to me it seems well it depends on i guess what version of the afterlife 
we're thinking of. Yeah. But in all versions of the afterlife that I'm aware of, <clears throat> if you're being reincarnated, you are split up again. Okay. And there's the chance that you'll meet your soulmate again in your next yeah. life. But, I mean, yeah, like in Goblin, everybody loses their memory of their previous lives mm-hmm. so they can, like, start fresh in the next one. Yeah. So I don't know if they're just taking the journey through the afterlife together or how that works exactly. Okay. They do it kind of like... they do kind of leave it intentionally vague because at the end, you know, there's a reveal mm-hmm. that, you know, kind of... That, that kind of, like, that's kind of the climax of the story, mm-hmm. so... Yeah. I also feel like they've also hinted at, like, they just have a heaven. Like, they go to heaven. Like, they make their stay good for them to go to heaven. Well, yes, but then they also talk about if you lived a good life, then you can be reincarnated as, like, a rich baby. Yeah, maybe it's both. Maybe it's, like, karma baby. Well, okay. Maybe you need to go through life, like, seven times No, or okay, so in Goblin, they say you have four lives. Oh, that's great. And so after your fourth life, then you're well, done. Well, in Super Mario Brothers, you have three to start. Oh. But then you find <laughs> green mushrooms and you let them go up. <laughs> I don't know if it's three. It might be five. Um, but yeah, in Goblin, they said, like, they labeled what all four lives meant. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was like a thing if you met your soulmate, like, your soulmate might not be on the same life cycle as you. Okay. So... It's a thing like we'll we'll meet each other in the next life, hopefully. Well, they need to live together for a while so they can sync up their cycles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> anyway, so Chansung wakes up and makes some sponsored Nescafe coffee mm. mm-hmm. and chats with Sanchez, which Sanchez I can is... vouch for this Nes- Nescafe because I had it in Korea at a school. You didn't have the pod, did you? Did they make the pod? Oh no, it was a it was an instant. Oh okay. Yeah, but he had a pod. I had the uh, pods in law school. The and Nescafe. Yeah, they first of all, I hear they're apparently they're very expensive. Yeah. And also, man, they they really jack you up. Uh, <laughs> uh, seriously, the, all the all like when you get through your first year, everyone would have you like I was buzzed and just the crash was terrible. So, um, David. shout down to Nescafe, uh, I guess, for making me if crash. You, if you think that'll make you crash, you should try the... the Bang? No, no, the oh. Thai. The, oh, the, Thai coffee? Yeah, the Thai iced coffee. Like, that'll... Mm. That's like... I've had that a few times and both times... Or two times and both times, um, like, I definitely wake up and the first time I got, like shaky hungry because yeah. i hadn't eaten and i'm not that type of person but i was like shaking and like it was hard to walk i felt okay. like i was anemic for a second all right so just be careful when you're drinking this cafe kids yeah and bang <clears throat> don't drink bang yeah have bang you had a bang sucks. uh no i have i thought my heart was gonna explode i actually really like bang but i'm protesting bangs they taste great but just don't drink a whole can. But they maybe. make your heart explode yeah <laughs> they taste great but they donate also, to demagogues Oh, really? Yeah. That's why I stopped drinking it. Well, that's why shit, I st- yeah, just, it's terrible all around. I mean. Yeah, Red Bull, let's just get those skin. That's why I stick, I stick to Tara tea. Uh, Tara tea. It's refreshing, <laughs> caffeinated, sugar-free Red Bull for me, please. Oh, I also like the pear one. Oh, pear's good. <clears throat> Red Bull, hit us up, because you are my drink of choice when I want to wake and up. And our F1 team of choice when you had Danny Ricardo and Vettel on your team. Yes, yes, yes. Anyway, so, blah. He's talking to Sanchez. Sanchez. Uh, Chansong freaks when Sanchez tells him that Manuel called and that he spoke to her. 
Manuel wants the money from the painting. <laughs> Chansong asks if she was screaming or angry. And Sancho says no, she was really nice. And they exchanged social media info. <laughs> Go have Facebook. <laughs> Chansong thinks that Manuel must know that Sanchez is rich, so he's safe. Ah, that makes sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's great. great, great very, very insightful by him. Mm-hmm. All right. uh, so Manuel starts planning the wedding in you know her own fashion. Uh I think they go to Swarzowski and they... Yeah, yeah, it's a little later. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's it's later. She Uh, gets the black card. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. But then uh, Hyung Joon lets lets it slip again that Chen Song is going to look for the pouch and confronts the the parents uh, so she won't have to get married. Uh, uh, Miss Choi brings up that if uh, Chen Song finds a pouch that he would become the groom, uh, but that actually might work out because the ghost said she didn't want to marry a stranger, and uh, Chen Song uh, technically is not a stranger. She's known him for what a day, yeah. two days. Um, <laughs> but he has great shoulders, apparently. That's right. Great for so- resting her head. That's right. Uh, Manuel, and he can pick her up. Mm-hmm. Oh baby, uh, <laughs> Manuel gets upset and storms out. Yeah, uh, I love that Hyun Jun is just like the secret teller. That's what I would be. Honestly, like he's just <laughs> he just speaks all the time and just like like yeah, you were third choice. Yeah, he's going to look for the pouch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do that at work. There's I, I have a there isn't really like a saying or anything, but it's pretty well known that if you tell me something and you tell me don't tell anybody, I would probably tell somebody because I <laughs> forget awful, who not to tell. What an awful reputation. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not a good reputation, but they still tell me, so they know. Hey. Uh, all right, so uh, Chen Song goes to the park to look for the pouch while Sanchez comically rides his bike. Uh, uh, Chen Song sees Manuel at the park having a very glamorous picnic. Uh, they fight a little bit about him finding the pouch, and she tells him that she won't let him get married. Uh, he tells her that he planned on picking it up and letting her figure out how to get out of the situation. Uh, Manuel picks up her very fancy binoculars, uh, and we see Sanchez fall off his bike and faithfully pick up the pouch, sealing his fate. Manuel makes a comment about uh, Chan Song eating noodles at his friend's wedding. Yeah, noodles uh, signify, I think, a long life together, apparently. That's what the subtitle said. Um, oh, uh, also, uh, Manuel was uh, very nice to Sanchez. I think that's <laughs> another uh, clue. Um, I think that's another, that's another basically hint that uh, he's uh, her, her guy reincarnated. Uh, I think we touched on that last episode. (laughs) Interesting. Interesting thought. (laughs) That's right. Yes. Or she knows he's going to be the one that gets in the wedding. So she's being nice to him also because of that. Maybe. She don't don't care. Also, I think she said, oh, yeah. (laughs) And and while the part, she's like, look, you're going to have to, you're going to have to trust me on this. Uh And then, of course, just like, hey. Episode before that, he, uh, she sent him to go mad. And also, we really shouldn't have trusted her because she just had Sanchez pick it up, which isn't what he wanted at all. Yeah, but I did like that uh, Chen Song was like, well, I just knew you were going to help me get out of the situation, which is kind of like messed up because I don't like being dependent on other people. But I also like that he, you know, had the he trusts her enough. Even though she sent him to go crazy, like, mm-hmm. she she knows what she's doing. Um, she can get him out of this. On that note, David, you said that she, you think she set up Sanchez picking it up. Yeah. I don't think that. I think a lot of what happens in the show is fate, fated mm-hmm. in the show, but she just knows how to read it because she's been dead and, like, almost like this 
Yeah, I was I wanted to talk about Leader. that because Sanchez falls off his bike yeah. even yeah. though he like clearly knows how to ride a bike. Yeah. So do you think that was Manuel controlling his bike so he would fall over? That's what I know. I don't think no, so. No, you don't. Okay. I think she just knows how to read it fate because she understands it because it's happened twice before or a couple times before mm-hmm. um that she tells him don't do this mm-hmm. because this or don't do this and he does it and then later on she explains why he shouldn't have done it uh-huh. and <clears throat> i don't think it's anything that she's setting up to make him like mess up i think she just understands how how the, the world works how the afterworld works basically and how fate works in this universe of <clears throat> hotel de luna yeah and i mean like you said like she's lived for uh, over a thousand years at this point like yeah. she's, she's seen, seen people how people interact yeah. with each other i guess and jen the whole time is like well no i'm still gonna try it. i'm not gonna listen to you because Oh, but I still, I'm still, it's still unclear to me whether or not she made Sanchez flip the bike over. Sanchez. Because my other thought, kind of like how David said, is that she can control Sanchez more. Like, it's easier to keep an eye on him rather than letting some rando yeah. pick up the pouch and have that rando be like a terrible person. That would be very, that's very smart, right? Yeah, like we know that, whatever, Sanchez is like a variable that is known. Yeah. And so it's easier to control him and, like, make sure things don't go south. I think that's another thing the show's good about. And initially, her rationale just seems like, why on earth would you do that? But mm-hmm. when you, you dig into it deeper, you know, just like last episode where she just wanted the ghost to go to the afterlife instead of pursuing this, you know, mm-hmm. the person whose hand she was feeling. Uh, here, we, we see that once you think it out. She's like, oh, you realize that? Yeah, Sanchez would be a good candidate because now that buys us time and control mm-hmm. over what's going to happen versus if some, like, awful person had just picked it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um yeah, but I guess the moral of the story is just ignore the ghost's wants and send them to the afterlife. <laughs> because, you know, she's said this many times, uh-huh. and many times she's right. Just let them go to the afterlife. Who cares if they want to marry? Because it's apparently the last thing the spirit wants, because they've said that before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, Sanchez goes home to look through this gross pouch. Uh, and then he also gets pretty freaked out when he sees that the pouch had nails and hair, on, and hair in it. He gags. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> what would y'all uh, do if you found a pouch like that? I'd be I'm... like, oh, did this come off a dead girl's body who's waiting <laughs> to marry me? Is this a, is this a soul <clears throat> marriage pouch? <laughs> you, know, you look at your pinky. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, presumably, now that I know of soul marriages, I am never going to pick up red pouches off the ground. That's right. Good. And Sanchez should have known that if this is part of his culture. Well, it seems like it seems like Chan Song didn't know what it was either. I mean, it's it also, seems like some like voodoo shit. Like, yeah. oh, or maybe it's like some ancient. Yeah, I mean, it's also part of like our culture, you know, step on a crack, break your mother's back. But you know, I step on sidewalk cracks all the time. Yeah, you know, it's and just, your poor mother. I, you know how true. many times she's had to get her like back fixed? Fifteen. 15 times. (laughs) Avoid those cracks, people. Yeah, so he goes to throw it out, but then he sees the red thread tied to his pinky, and then, flash, 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 he sees the the bride on the other end. Oh, yeah, because it's storming outside right right now. Yeah. Uh, Shansong goes home to find the ghost in the house, and Sanchez freaking out. Uh, Chansong gets a call from the from the parents. Uh, they tell him that the hotel CEO offered to host the wedding very graciously. Uh, Chansong rushes over, greets the parents, and gives them the pouch. Manuel shows them the beautiful wedding hall and tells them that they can handle everything. 
The parents offer to pay for the best options so her daughter can have a nice wedding and not be lonely. This is where the black card comes in. That's right. Black yeah. card. They ask They ask about the groom, but Manuel tells him that it might not be best for him to meet him since they were bound by faith. Uh, she, tell, uh, she tells him that uh, she'll make a wedding dress that pleases both sides. Back, yeah. at, her, back at her office. Oh, yeah. uh, man. Yeah. Sorry. No, sorry. I just wanted to cut in. So, one, I thought it was kind of interesting that the... I kind of feel like maybe she knew that the... We're cutting forward. But that the parents weren't the girl's parents. They Cause she weren't? Because she was like, do you really want to meet him? Yeah. And, like... It basically, because basically she's insinuating, like, you basically just she, fucked somebody over. She knew the consequences yeah. of going through this marriage. Like, do you want to meet this person? Yeah, like, and or... they're like, no. But also, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. But, I mean, also, that might also make her feel, like, more entitled to their money. Like, well, they're being bad people anyway, so I don't feel as bad about spending their money. True. Sanchez, I feel so bad for him. He looks like... A fucking wreck. He did. He did, yeah. Like, it and almost looked like he had a stroke or something. Yeah, he, he looked really sick. I thought he was, I thought, you know, I thought there was something in the lore, like, where he would start dying as oh, a result, yeah. you know? Uh-huh. And then he pissed him. Yeah, thing. that's the worst part, really. <laughs> Yeah, that's when he became Dirty Sanchez. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, I've so, been waiting. I've been waiting. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and then I think another thing is, uh, more humans inside the hotel, uh, as it is how Total Luna slowly <laughs> sleeps into just being a holiday inn or just like a nice Hyatt. You know? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Apparently, yeah, apparently, like, but remember they freaked out in the first episode, like, oh my goodness, humans are inside the hotel, yeah. and it's just, oh, well, except, you know, for this, this, and that, so, anyway, uh, alright, so, um, back in her office, Manuel, super pumped to have this awesome limitless cl- uh, credit card, uh, and Chen Song is really angry, uh, he asks her what she's gonna do, and, uh, tells her that he's, he's worried about Sanchez. Uh, she tells him that she's going to plan the wedding and that he'll be fine once the wedding happens and the bride is sent off to the afterlife. Uh, you know, just leaving out some very important details. Uh, back at the house, Sanchez pees in the vase. Um, geez Louise. Dirty uh, Sanchez. Since he's too scared to go to the bathroom, uh, and the bride who's still tied to him, uh, <laughs> looks awkward. Yeah. Uh, see, kids, this is why, and apparently the vase is from the Tang Dynasty, so it's very expensive. <laughs> this is why you have to keep some Gatorade bottles, both in your car oh and also around the house. Uh, if you just get a regular water bottle, you know, you know, it's, it's just, it's not going to work. It's not wide <laughs> the, enough. The Gatorade it's bottle not, has the thick. Yeah, it has the capacity and the open <gasps> mouth oh uh, necessary to function as a toilet. Well, for <laughs> most people. Uh, yeah, for that's, most yeah, people. for most oh people. Oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> also, right. that wouldn't really work for ladies. It's so hard to aim. That's right. Yeah, no, or you could just accept that you're going to be scared and go use the restroom. Because he still has... <laughs> that's funny. Your thing was just go use the restroom and my thing was just piss yourself. Yeah. Well, no, I'm like, like you're obviously <laughs> already scared. You keep seeing her and um, you got to use the restroom and you got to turn around to use the restroom because he like still turned around and didn't right. look. Like, you're doing all these things that you would do minus the walk. So just walk. Yeah, like, but I mean, I feel him. He's probably like I know you. <laughs> you came up with the same solution. Um, what was I gonna say though? Da, 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 da. Oh, so you kind of like insinuated that 
Chance or Sanchez would die after the wedding. But I was confused about that. Yeah, I don't think they were very clear on it. It sounded like he would only die. If he went to the afterlife with her. Yeah, if he went to the afterlife with her. Or, um, I don't know. Because, okay, yeah, we're kind of jumping ahead, which is fine. But because when Chansung goes to the, like, goddess's house or whatever, the one goddess is like, yeah, that's the best way to handle it. Like, your friend will be fine once the wedding is over. Yeah. So I, yeah, I think it's like the... The way the reason the other guy was going to die is because he wanted to go to the afterlife with her. But I'm not sure that's correct. I was just. But then she also said, um, "Chen Song would die if he did it." Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So maybe maybe what it is is that maybe she was just saying that because she wanted to scare Chen Song. Or maybe it's that Sanchez was the original finder of the pouch. Or she. So he's safe from it. Oh, but, but, oh, since, uh, what's his face? Is changing it. Is, is, yeah, he volunteered. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Also, not the original soul. Also, Manuel was jealous, so she might not wanted to, she didn't want to see him get married. Yeah, so she might have So many motivations. Yeah. Motivations. Motivations. Um, all right. Okay, Manuel. (laughs) (laughs) What's my motivation? (laughs) Manuel dresses up like Audrey Hepburn in Breakfast at Tiffany's, except instead of holding a croissant in that very <laughs> iconic shot, she's holding a Subway sandwich. Which in front of a Swarovski. I would say arguably Swar- is Swar- more Swar- iconic. And that is very iconic. Uh, I don't know if we talked about this, David, how like Subway is a sponsor and basically every eighty percent of K dramas. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah so we I just loved because at first I was like, "What is she holding?" And then I saw like the green and yellow wrapper. I was like, that is the unmistakable wrapper of a Subway sandwich. And Caitlin would know. Oh, yeah. Also, it's funny that they went to Swar... It's clearly another sponsor, right? Uh Swarovski? Swarovski? Swarovski. I think. Uh, Anyway, whatever. The place with fake diamonds. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's what surprised me. It's like, okay, we're going to go all out. We're going to go... But those are still really expensive. They're crystals, right? Okay, well, this, this is a black card. You know what I mean? It's a black card. For you very... want them to actually go to Tiffany's? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd go. I'd go to Tiffany's. Well, if Let's Tiffany at... decided, which brings to, us to our sponsor, uh, to be the sponsor <laughs> of K dramas, then Tiffany's it would it'd be. But instead, it was Swarovski. So. Swarovski. Okay, let's see how much something from Swarovski. Oh, the earrings that she was looking at are $150. That's actually not that expensive. Which and, is... oh my god, I kind of want these earrings to match her. <laughs> are we going to buy them on the podcast right now? Oh my god, I mean, I don't know. Um... Let's just pretend we have a black card. Okay. Okay, That's what on. most Americans do. <laughs> I want to look at... Oh, yeah, these aren't that expensive. I mean, they are expensive. They're not like Target prices or anything. Yeah. But these earrings that I really like... Are hundred and ninety dollars? Well, they said in the they, uh, they said in the show. Oh, these are only eighty nine dollars. Swarovski, you can send our check. That's right to our house over here in San Antonio, and you can send my check to Tiffany's, where I'll buy diamonds that are real. Um, oh my god! Anyway, and diamonds are David's best friend. 
diamonds off. It's okay. Uh, so uh, also, I think it's funny where uh, she, she's saying, "Ah, oh, I only have one neck," which means <laughs> yeah. like, I can only wear one necklace, uh-huh. and it's a trend where you can wear more than one necklace. I like it. I like that trend. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and all of her, like, fingers have the rings on them. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Um, so, Swarovski. Yes. She was glammed out Yeah. That one. Oh, I also like how they say bling bling. Yeah. Bling bling. She was bling bling. She could have. <laughs> if she punched somebody, she would have looked a lot more. Because it almost sounded like they were just, like, talking normal. Like, oh, the, it's too much bling. Ah, uh, bling like, bling. very serious, like, it's too much bling bling. Bling bling. <laughs> yeah. Um... There must be a thing in Korea with that because in another drama, I saw someone was like pinka pinka, like pink, like oh it's Ooh. like really pink, pinka pinka. Anyway, well, you, people do say way. bling bling, like they don't just say one bling. That's true, pinka pink. Or pink pink, you don't say. <laughs> that pink, sounds pink. like pizza pizza. From <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pizza pizza, pinka pinka. Anyway, hey, I heard a joke today. Okay. How do my people Mexicans? Okay. Uh. Cut their pizza. Mm, I don't know how. With Little Caesars. Oh my god. Okay. And the podcast is demonetized. Uh, fantastic. <laughs> Little Caesars, you can send our check also oh to our god. San Antonio. I house. might cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we are back at Swarovski. Um, Manuel, like David said, was trying on a bunch of jewelry yep. and explains that she is spending a lot since it won't make the parents happy. <laughs> Basically using the logic like, oh, well, they can look at their credit card statement, I guess, and be like, we spent so much money on this wedding. Like, I, it was really beautiful. Whatever. Chan Song asks if he can burn the pouch or just cut the thread to make the situation end. Like an idiot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like- but she says that the thread can't be cut. And if he burns the pouch, the bride will be stuck. And she's like, I'm, I'm not a goddess. Yeah, like, yes, Chen Song. Oh, why didn't we think of that? Yeah, to cut the thread. I oh swear, like, he's such a fucking know-it-all. He's mm-hmm. like, I went to Harvard, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, hey, I fucking lived for a thousand years. You might want to listen to me. It's like every woman ever. And this is my job for a thousand years. It's not even like... Like, just classic qualified woman being mansplained okay, well, this... by a unqualified man. Like <laughs> It's really just ghost. Really ghost-splaining. That's classic. He's ghost-splaining. Okay. <laughs> ghost-splaining to the demon ghost or whatever she is. <laughs> she's not a ghost because she's not dead, but she's not alive. Mm. She's nothing. Uh, so, Chan Song finds the card that goddess Ma Go gave him and he goes to her shop to pay her a visit since he's having such a rough time with Manuel. <clears throat> he finds two other women that there that look exactly like her and they explain that Ma Go is their Unmi, older sister. Uh, so Chan Song talks to one of them but about... She's the first Unmi. She's the first Unmi. Uh, Chan Song talks to one of them about the soul wedding and she tells him that what Manuel said is true. The wedding has to happen, but the bride may be able to pick an already deceased soul as her husband. Hmm. So maybe, yeah, like David was saying, she has to pick a deceased soul. If she picked, if she picked a living soul, maybe I don't know. It doesn't matter. Also, what does I'll tell, I'll tell you what does matter. Um, he drinks some non-sponsored tea uh, while he's at the shop. He drinks some. He like screwed Tara over. Yeah, that's right. He drinks some. He he freaking drinks. It some was herbal a tonic, ta- not tea. So I think we're fine. 
I thought they said tonic No, they tea. said no, they said tea. Yeah. And then he looked really refreshed afterwards. He was <laughs> gulping that shit down. It's was... it's totally like placebo effect. They just put Tara in there. <laughs> we no, already know it works. Guys, a goddess made that herbal tonic for him. Yeah, Tara. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> no. Well, um, when the goddess pays him sponsorship money, um <laughs> they, they can put a label on it. Exactly. <laughs> um so la la la. Chansung goes back to the hotel after drinking the tonic and... Noticeably brighter and faster. Yeah. So Chansung goes back to the hotel to try to find the bride a husband. He sets up a little speed dating type thing in the hotel so the bride can talk to other ghosts and maybe find a husband. But she looks a little nervous and I thought it was so funny that Youngjun was like one of the people like wanting to get married. He's like, woo! Yeah. <laughs> I thought it's funny that you know it's just all right. I, I thought it's funny that they they used an hourglass. Yeah, it's like why did you they do use that? an hourglass and then they like cut to one like little shot and then cut back to it and it was like yeah. already mostly gone and I'm like wow and then they cut back to her and she's still standing there. I'm like, did she not talk to them? Like, yeah, I was like, confused about that too. Well, what if we picked? What if we treated picking your husband like a shitty board game and <laughs> use an hourglass? Like, I would have walked out if I if she was just standing there the whole time. I would have been like, I don't want to marry you anyway. <laughs> Dang. <clears throat> Such hurt feelings. Yeah. I'm proud. <laughs> so we cut back to Manwal with Miss Choi. And Manwal doesn't seem convinced that the bride will pick anyone. Chansung gives the bride the pouch to give to one of the other ghosts, but she ends up asking Chansung to marry her instead. She explains that if she marries a ghost, they will have to leave together, and she wants to leave on her own. Chansung looks shocked, but takes the pouch to help Sanchez. Hyungjun tells Manwal that Chansung agreed to marry the ghost, and Manwal freaks and tells him to go get the fourth candidate, aka Yuna. So, we cut to Chansung, and he looks super nervous, understandably, <laughs> in his like little groom's tux, but he convinces himself to just think of it as a dream, and it will soon be over. And over it will be. Yeah, so, you know, let's put a book tab on this for the mm-hmm. fashion corner, because that groom suit was pretty fly. Okay. <laughs> we'll bookmark it. Bookmark definitely. it. Okay, uh, yeah, so, um, he opens the door, at, and he sees Manuel, but not our Manuel. He sees a man wall in a traditional red style wedding dress, and uh, she looks how she did one thousand years ago, and she's bleeding. Yeah, it's kind of creepy, mm-hmm. so. but beautiful. It's weird. It's like, yeah. It's I, I'm wondering if that's how she died. She's not dead. Maybe. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Uh, it would make sense that you know the thing that she did. If somehow a wedding was involved, you know. Like maybe maybe she was supposed to marry someone, but she doesn't marry that person. Or maybe she interferes with a marriage. That's right. Because it looked like she just <clears throat> put that stuff over her other clothes. Like yeah. it's not like she was like all glammed up or anything. Like so maybe she. I don't know. Snuck her. I, don't I think. Know. I don't think. I think she's dead, but I don't think she's dead. Dead. Like. <clears throat> like. You know, they in the first episode when they talked about her being dead, like the Uni or the Goddess. Goddess, mm-hmm. she uh, she said, How do you know you're not already dead? When she was like walking and stuff after she met her. Mm-hmm. And you know, that to me that's kinda stuck out because 'cause I'm like, Oh, she was trying to like save all these people and bring them all or whatever, but she she herself could be dead herself, and um, 
I'm kind of thinking she is dead. She's just her spirit is isn't about finishing like any unfinished business like the other ones are. Her spirit is more worried about like making sure other troubled people get across fine because that's what she feels she owes to all the bad stuff and other things she did. You think it's like a self inflicted punishment? Yeah. Yeah, I I don't think she's doing it herself. Like a subconscious thing. Yeah, and I think she is dead. I think she's like all the other ones. Uh-huh. Um, because we don't know what she's died of yet or what made her be that way. Mm-hmm. And if she was bleeding, maybe it has something to do with her wedding or who mm-hmm. she was with or whatever. I can't wait to yeah. figure it out. I'm very excited. Because, <clears throat> I mean, if she died of like blood loss, she could totally look normal. Mm-hmm. This is true. I'm sure we'll learn about it later. I'm very excited. So then uh, Chen Song blinks, and we see that Manuel is just standing in front of him in a in a red dress. Bookmark that red dress because that was also beautiful. All right, that was also pretty lit. Uh, <laughs> but then she storms in, uh, and she yells at him for getting married without her permission. Two funny things here. One, uh, she's one. It's like you know, you're getting married without my permission, and of course, and you need my permission. Well, she bought him. Of course, so. yeah. Well, that's true. I'm, I'm sorry, I did speak out of line there. She did bought him. She does own him. Uh-huh. Uh, but I also think it's funny. You know, it's it's kind of the she's doing the equivalent. I think of in America, it's showing up to a wedding wearing white. Oh. Uh, you're kind of showing up the bride, which I think a speaks to her personality, uh-huh. and also b might speak to the fact that she might want to marry Chen Song. Right? Really? She showed up. Maybe she showed up in the red dress, kind of like fantasizing that mm-hmm. you know i don't want to marry this guy even though he's a total shit <laughs> um <clears throat> uh so she explains that it's actually the bride's desire to get uh to get married that is stuck in the bag uh, the woman who helped uh chen song earlier uh, gives the bride a present yeah so i i There's kind of like skipped over that but basically chen song is like it's fine i'll marry her like no big deal and she's like <laughs> no you don't understand like the bride doesn't just want to get married. Like, she has this deep yearning, and if we don't address that, she can't go on. Yeah. So, yeah. Crazy stuff. Manuel tells Chen Song that she'll help him get out of the mess again. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has sent Yuna to find the man that the bride actually wanted to marry in real life. Yuna brings him to the hotel, and Manuel tells the bride that they brought the man she wanted to marry. And Chen Song hands him the pouch. The groom enters the wedding hall, and the red thread connects them. But then we see Manuel talking to the staff, saying that the groom will die once the wedding is over, since the bride will take him to the afterlife with her. Chen Song is alone in the lobby, but looks concerned and takes off running. Then we realize that those were not the girl's parents. They were the groom's parents. I did not expect that at all. I did not expect that either. What a fantastic twist. Did I Uh write? Oh, yeah, that's right. I wrote down WTH. And I underlined it a bunch. Yeah, uh, my exactly ass four times. Fantastic. Was, like dying. I had a fever, and even I was like, "That's a crazy twist." Yeah. <laughs> the parents were afraid that the bride would take their son, who was in a coma, to the afterlife and kill him, since they loved each other so much. And so they, it seemed like they, they might have been essentially swapping out her mm. son. Uh, with whoever picked up the pouch, potentially. Yeah, they were like, leave him alone. Go That's find right. someone else. Yeah, Which, I mean, who knows how these two got put in, like, death situations. Yeah. Obviously, she died, and he's close to dying. And, okay, I don't know if maybe they put her in a wedding dress, or if she was, or if they were, like, actually about to get married. 
Because he was in a suit. He was in a suit, wasn't he? Mm. Yeah, who knows? We'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> Which, side topic, and I've said this to Caitlin in person, but, like, that's also kind of selfish of her parents. Like, oh, yeah, but... Or not her parents, his, his parents. parents. Like, not only on behalf of, like, we want to like make her do these things for our own reasons but because like what if her son is fine with that like is fine with going on in the afterlife it seems like he was fine with that yeah because i i mean i was telling caitlin like well if we were in that situation where you were dead and i was about to die and we were like ghosts talking to each other and you're about to carry me to the afterlife like fuck yeah i'm going with you i'm not gonna go live this lonely life where i'm depressed the whole time like this is obviously contingent on the fact that heaven and afterlife and all that stuff already exists. So it's like, well, why would I go back? This is like a paradise-ish type scenario. David, would you resent my ghost if I took Alex with me to the afterlife? Um, He was in a coma. But what if I wanted to? Well, I mean, he wanted to as well, but I mean, you could have a, he, he maybe he had a lot left to do on earth, you know? Like what? Everything we do here is meaningless. That's uh, no, no, apparently not right because they meddle in these, they, they meddle in affairs a lot and also determines. Oh, what's now, he gonna do? He's also, gonna go get a job. It also work. De- it also de- it also determines. You know, he could help people or he could. That's you know, true. He could help people or he could hurt people. Yeah, exactly. But he deserves that. Ch- what if what he instead, needs that chance? What if instead he's about to die and then he doesn't <clears> die. And now he gets all depressed or whatever, and then starts becoming an alcoholic. And then what if? Like, what if? What if? Yeah, exactly. He deserves the chance. I think he deserves, he deserves the chance. that chance. But it's also his own choice. Like if he's making that choice, I I think I, I, it it just doesn't seem it, it just doesn't it doesn't seem right. Where you know, and I'll admit, he could have had a lot left to do in life. Where he could help. He could, he could be helping people. Yeah, but that's a what if scenario also. Um, I think that, I think... What if he's helping, what if he just lives a regular life where he's not really contributing or detracting, like... So, are you on the, are you on the groom's parents' side? Um, uh, I understand, I, I mean, they're selfish, but, I mean, I understand, I I understand why they, why they did what they did. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously they love their son very much, and they, I would... I would argue that maybe most parents would do anything to yeah. make sure their and he was very young. Die. He's very young, you know. But also, I I also feel like you know, he's a grown ass man. Yeah. So anyway, it's a it's a very what gray a great area. dilemma. Yeah. What a fantastic dilemma. Gray area. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Ch- uh, Chen Song tries to stop the wedding. He's really banging on those doors, mm-hmm. but they are locked. The groom tells the bride that they can be together forever now, but the bride tells him that they have to stop. And she tells him to leave, and she turns to, into a scary ghost, causing the groom to run out. And and uh, Chen Song and Manuel see the ghost turn back to normal and cut the thread that the goddess gave her with her little scissors. Oh my god! Okay. Cut the thread with the scissors that yeah. the goddess gave her. Uh, Sorry, <laughs> saying she needs stronger will to let go than to hold on. After the thread is cut. The man wakes up, and the bride says she loves him, and to be happy, and she cries. Ugh. Wow. What a great, very responsible decision by her. Yeah. She's a she's a good person. And that's mm-hmm. a good, responsible decision. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> also, I really liked that the 
that goddess was just like, let me get in here and fix yeah. the situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, also, I like that Manuel kind of set that up because she's like, what am I, a goddess? Like, no, I can't just cut the thread. <laughs> and then the goddess ends up giving the ghost the scissors That's great. to cut the thread. I kind of figured great that, foreshadowing. I kind of figured that what they what that was in the box was scissors, but I like that they added the conflict of you know you you like I like that they added the conflict of the the, the additional detail of it's not the goddess that has to go and mm-hmm. cut the thread herself. She. You know, the, 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 the bride has to take the scissors that the goddess gave her yeah. and actually cut the thread. Especially since they made it like that line in the mm-hmm. beginning that was like, it's really difficult to cut and it requires <clears throat> like an insane amount of like strength or something it like will. that. Yeah. Yeah. Which also foreshadowing, but I mean, that's, that's why they ended with that line. Uh-huh. Very good. Such good writing, guys. Great the Hawk sisters, <laughs> they really know what they're doing. Good for them. Mm-hmm. So, Yuna and Hyunjun talk in the lobby, and she asks if she can be an intern. A woman named Mira shows... Mira. Mira. Also, I think this is Danielle's mom's name. Because mm. she just always said, my name Mira. is Mira. Is it? But Mira. Is it Mira? Mira. Mira? Okay, yeah. that's, that's easy. David. Yeah. Mira. Mira. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think? Do you think he said? Do you think he said? Oh, for, uh, for our listeners, uh, "mira" in Spanish means look. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's uh, and and when you say it in Spanish, you're usually pointing at something and yeah. you're saying "mira." Yeah. Yeah. Mira, so, mira, she. So I think at one point she says that she thought she was never going to go back to Korea. She clearly didn't grow up in Texas because people would have teased her about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, she probably had an English name. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I like hearing um, Myra. I like hearing Asian people's English names. Or look. <laughs> Her name is Look. Like, my mom was saying that she has some kids uh, in Korean. They're like, my English name is Tomato. And she's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, they just pick an English word. But obviously, like, that's usually kids. Like, adults come up with, like, my English name is Jennifer. Yeah. We should, next time we go to Korea, we should, like, find a really funny thing. <clears throat> And say, my Korean name is this funny thing. Uh, okay, so. Mira shows up at Sanchez's house. That's like so much Spanish in there. Yeah. Mira shows up at Sanchez's house. and Mira, asks... it's Sanchez's house. <laughs> okay, and she asks to see Chansong. Sanchez seems surprised to see her. Chansong goes, no. Chansong sees the bride off to the afterlife, and Manuel asks Death if third grandmother slash goddess lady gave her the scissors and asks if all three of them are helping Chansong. He tells her that Mago is helping her since Chansong will eventually see Manuel off when she leaves the hotel. That's right. Chansong makes a comment that seeing the ghosts off... Chansong makes a comment that seeing the ghosts off makes him feel lonely, whereas before when he was seeing off like humans, he felt like proud. Like he did a good job. Yeah. Um, Manuel tells him he did a good job and that the gods chose well. She asks about the dreams again, and we see the flashback of her in the red outfit bleeding. She tells Chansong to keep doing a good job as as God intended, and that she will be his final guest since he pleases her. She tells him not to feel lonely when he sends her off. Well, yeah. End of episode. Okay. <laughs> I have a final thought on that. Okay. Um... This episode clearly started trying to set up rules and structures with, like, marriages and soulmates and things like that. Mm -hmm. So, her saying, 
um, I will be your final guest. To me, she's implying that, like, the hotel will cease to be or change or his job will be over with the hotel. <clears throat> but I'm thinking that it's going to end up being a double meaning and that he's going to go off with her. He also, like, she, they're going to get married and they're see each other off. Well, she also owns him, so his service might, uh, his service might, might go away. Yeah, but, I mean, that gone. doesn't mean he has to leave. Sure. Well, well she, she and, might... but we don't know what the hotel's state will be when she goes. Because that's, right. that's that's why Miss Troy and the bartender are, like, freaking out. Because they don't want to leave. They don't want to go to the afterlife. Oh, that little girl. What's her name? Yuna. Yuna's going to be the new manager. I mean, we all know it. We all see it. <laughs> We'll see. Hey, well, it could be somebody else. This show is full of twists That's and right. turns. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. Oh, hey, hey maybe, uh, maybe she's, um, maybe she's that dude reincarnated. Maybe you can be reincarnated as like a man or a woman. You know? I think you can. I mean, you yeah. could be reincarnated as a pig in a ramen suit. That's what she said. That's or right. chicken in a ramen suit. <laughs> yeah. uh, also, really quick, let's bookmark her outfit for this part as in the negative column. I did not like. I thought this is her weakest showing. Oh, I don't remember it. it so was, I guess it was weak. It was a black BDSM hat. Oh, uh, okay. With, uh, she had a whip in her yeah, head. No. <laughs> That's right. And there was like some sort of like funeral like uh-huh. shroud on veil. Yeah. Uh, I remember the hat. I just yeah. don't remember what she was wearing. Also. You just don't like the hat? Death looks like he wants to be Neo from the Matrix. Okay. Have y'all okay. noticed that? Like, Yeah. he His outfit is very neo He's like. Oh, is that the Grim Reaper? Yeah. Okay. I keep calling him Grim Reaper slash Death slash... He has, like, a yeah. bunch of different names on Wikipedia and Asian Wiki okay. and IMDb. Okay. I don't think anyone knows what his actual name is. Okay. I thought the Grim Reaper... I thought... I guess I didn't recognize him because I thought he just appeared where, with the vacuum. You know, well, the vacuum out, I don't know if that's the same person. Yeah, I thought and that was Grim in, Reaper. in multiple Korean things that I've seen that when they address Grim Reapers or Death, it's multiple people. Oh. It's not just one person. So he could just be maybe the lead death or yeah. what lead guardian or whatever. And other he's people. like he's the grim. death manager. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. like he has his death laborers. Yeah. Those are the people that go yeah. vacuum up the, yeah. the yeah. dust he's, of he's grim. Of souls. Okay. They're craft workers. That's right. All right. So then we uh, so now that's end of episode five. We go on episode six. Mm-hmm. Chen Song. We open with a uh, Chen Song. Uh, uh, Chen Song thinks of Manuel telling him to take care of her and send her off as God wishes. She starts to walk away, but he grabs her. Mm-hmm. She jokes about him wanting to, her to leave now. She tells him it'll take time, and she'll put up a fight so that when she's finally ready, he'll be happy to see her go. Chen Song then sees a ghost on the subway and tries to get to him and tries to get him to their hotel. Uh, but he ends up losing the ghost when they see the uber famous TV personality, uh, Kim Jun Hyun, the guy that Manuel loves uh, at a convenience store. Uh, Manuel looks a little depressed, and uh, we then cut to Manuel working a little depressed, and Miss Choi telling her about you not. Uh, Manuel agrees to let her be an intern. Manuel sees that the missing earring that Chen Song kicked has now been found. She decides to go out to show off her earrings, but she gets upset when she when she hears from Sanchez that Chen Song is probably with his girlfriend from America. Manuel shows up to Sanchez's house by teleportation immediately, <laughs> and they have a funny back and forth with Sanchez being totally clueless and Manuel being even more jealous. I loved that. Scene. That was a great scene. <laughs> <laughs> he just turned around like, "Ah, oh, you're here!" <laughs> and she was like, 
how pretty is she? I'm like, Sanchez, have you never been around a woman yeah, who has asked like, that question before? Like, I don't think you understand, Sanchez. If you have any sense, you'll we'll answer this question. Is she? She's gorgeous. And also, she's pretty smart. Which, I mean, not to shame her or anything, but she's just an average looking girl, if you ask me. Like, Mira? Yeah. Yeah. Again, I think she's like a beautiful person. Mm-hmm. But Manuel. Okay, like she's. Pretty for an average person, but yeah, yeah like compared to Manuel, She's Manuel's like supermodel. Yeah, well, I want to supermodel. She's definitely a K-pop idol. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. However, I will say that uh, I mean, um, <laughs> so, uh, anyway, as, if we're praising these women, uh, uh, <laughs> apparently, uh, but you know, his girlfriend from America is also a doctor. Right, so you know you want that we that we know of. We don't know and if she's telling the owns truth. Owns a hotel. That's true. She's a CEO. Oh yeah, and his ex girlfriend owes him money. Oh, she's a bad CEO. She she spends all the money on herself on cars and caviar and champagne. But she doesn't owe him money. Wait, what? What do you mean she doesn't owe? The Nira owes Chansung money. No, she tried to kill him, which I think balances no. out. Oh, okay. <laughs> well. <laughs> I'd rather someone owe me five thousand dollars than you know send Try to, to kill a, you. Yeah, exactly. I guess that's fair. Okay, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's even split. Uh, all right, so uh, we see a picture of the girlfriend uh, Mira, uh, and then it cuts to and then it cuts back to the noble woman from the flashbacks. Wow. We hear Mako's voiceover explaining that their fates from a distant past have met, uh, and he has to take care of her so that she suffers less. And I just said what. Yeah, so yeah. W-U-T. What? <laughs> yeah, so now we add another thing to the pot. We had this other person who, again, is reincarnated. Uh, and we wonder what Manuel's relationship to her is and how that's going to turn well, out. Well, also, because remember, Manuel told the captain guy, like, they have. The captain guy had a relationship with the noble woman. <clears throat> that's right. So it's like a love mm-hmm. square. Oh. At yeah, and I mean, when they cut to her, that's who she looked like. Yeah, I'm trying like, to figure out if that's the same actress. I think her. it is. Like, when they cut to her, I'm like, oh, that was the same girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the styling is just so different. It was hard to, for me to tell. So that, I think, makes the hint even larger that Chen Sung is the reincarnation of... The captain. Of the captain, Yeah. Because he's in the middle of both yeah. of them. Oh, both God. times. Gada. Mago. <laughs> what are we doing here? Okay. So, Chan Sung finds Manuel near the restaurant where Kim Jun Hyun was filming his show. And they have a little misunderstanding. Classic Fraser move, as Alex said. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when Manuel thinks he was there to meet his girlfriend, and Chan Sung thinks that she was there to see Kim Jun Hyun. They fight a little bit, and then they agree to go eat octopus together and watch the sunrise at the beach. And Manuel looks really happy, but then he clarifies that Kim Jun Hyun is nearby, and they end up going <laughs> to that restaurant instead. And she takes off running, and yeah, he's like, she-, she can run? I thought that line was really funny. <laughs> she can run? Um, Manuel explains how if you do a good deed in your life, you can then be reincarnated yeah yeah so yeah they're at the restaurant yeah so what where that comes from they're at the restaurant mm-hmm. first uh you know they miss him they, they miss hyun 
but then he consoles her like, oh, well, you're sitting where, where he was sitting. Uh-huh. And then she looks, and then so, yeah. She, oh, yeah, she's he pretty, says. Um, she's pissed, though. <laughs> yeah, he says, like, oh, well, this restaurant will will do really well now that uh, Kim Joon-hyun has been here. And she was like, it no. would do well anyway because of that baby. Because the baby that's on the cook's back. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, it's a good karma baby. Uh-huh. So since that baby did really good deeds in its previous life, it will be blessed with good fortune in this life. Chan Song asks what will happen if you're a bad person, and she tells him that they'll either be reincarnated as a dog or a pig. I thought it was really funny that we finally get into the consequences of her actions uh-huh. now, where he's just like, oh my god, you're going to be a pig, yeah. aren't you? Or, yeah. listen, or like a dog, maybe. Chan Song worries for Manuel's soul and tells her that he'll help her be nicer so she will be reincarnated into something good. Manuel warns Chan Song of evil spirits that can hurt humans. So she's like, "Stop just going up to random ghosts, you weirdo!" Yeah. <laughs> like, like let it's we're a freaking hotel. Like yeah. it's not like he's a social worker or something. Like, they, <laughs> they should come to him. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that's funny. She's like, "Hey, if I'm re- reincarnated as a chicken, that's fine. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll um, say eat me, eat me with some of the spice." <clears throat> yeah. On that note, I think the guy on the train that he's like going up to. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that he's a bigger plot point. Really? Because he was on the train. Uh-huh. And he says something to him, right? And then he sees him again. Right? Yeah, yeah, they're eating one they're eating at the uh No, eating. he he brought him to the he brought him to the Yeah, he brought him to the, the convenience store to eat. And then they spotted the guy. Because it sounded like he was it sounded like uh the ghost told Chan Song that he would go to the hotel after he had a beer. Yeah. It was and an ice cold beer. And that's when they saw Kim Joon Hyun at the convenience store. And then the ghost took off because he was like, oh, Kim Joon Hyun. Oh, well, maybe it's nothing, but it kind of feels like that guy's identity is going to be something. We'll uh, see. So, another thing, really quick. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> apparently, in this drama, uh, it's always a full moon. Yeah. Always, every time. Uh, it is always a full moon. It'd be it's a bad never thing a to crescent. Be a on that <laughs> in the hotel, a saying with a tail. I, 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 there absolute, aren't any more of those. Absolutely. I well, early saying. Okay. <laughs> uh, and also, um, this uh, also uh, Hyun, uh, he might also be Soldier Boy reincarnated uh, because she likes him so much. I'm gonna oh. add him to the. I'm gonna add him to the. Uh, we should we should make odds. We should have like an odds maker oh, okay, do some okay. work on us, and then we should. Which put one is Hyun again? The the, the eater. Yeah, the pro Kim eater. Jun Hyun. Yeah, Kim Jun Hyun. Yeah, so we should we should make some odds. We'll bet real money. Uh, okay. So like over under like yeah. what plus? <laughs> He's probably like plus ten thousand. <laughs> to be honest, in other words, you bet a hundred dollars, you get ten thousand. Um. Alrighty. So we come back to the hotel, and Death meets with Miss Choi and the bartender. He gets after them for not. He gets after them. For not telling him about the missing ghost, uh, since the ghost hates humans and can then turn into an evil spirit. He tells them that if the ghost causes any trouble, he'll hold the hotel responsible. <laughs> and I like how Miss Choi and the bartender are like, well, it's not that big of a deal. Yes. Like, they basically are like, he's just being dramatic. Like, he'll find him. It's fine. What's the worst thing that the Grim Reaper can do? <laughs> yeah. Miss Choi seems a little bit more worried, but the bartender's like, yeah. yeah. It's fine. it's fine. Also, it's like, no, y'all should be the one taking responsibility. Because one, you tried to kill Chan Song. <laughs> Two, you, you, basically, they created the, the situation yeah. that led to the ghost escaping. Exactly. It's 
it's all, all their fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we cut to a dude working late. He gets a notification from what seems to be like a porn site. Who gets notifications from porn sites? Well, or maybe it was like an email. Who gets know. emails with links to porn sites? And who clicks on them? Like, <laughs> at yeah, work, especially. Like, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, maybe I'll take a break, I guess. And yeah. I'll look at this on my work computer. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> quickest way to, one, get fired, but also, two, yeah. quickest way to get a virus. Like. Yeah, also, yeah, dude. Well, he gets something much worse than a virus. Yeah. Uh, so, he clicks the link, and we see a hidden camera video, which is so gross. And apparently, they had, like, a bunch of news stories broke where... People are finding a bunch of these hidden cameras in hotels yeah. in Korea. Um, and Which they probably do that in the U.S. too. Yeah. I'm sure. It makes me want to get you know, one of those sensors to, to try and find them. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Very gross. Super terrible. And he's all excited. <laughs> but he's then, all excited. He's pretty, excited. He's, he's pretty hyped. <laughs> yeah. Fucking disgusting. Um, but then the woman in the video turns out to be the ghost from room 13. She comes out of the computer and pushes on his eyes, and he's all messed up. And are these people dead, or are they alive? Maybe that's how she gets them to go crazy, is she squeezes their eyes. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. He saw her, and maybe, maybe he's just, like, nuts. She's like, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'm gonna rub my nutsness off of you. I'm gonna, <laughs> gonna rub my nuts off of you. <laughs> Maybe, uh, and give you pink eyes. <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, rubbing their eyes. And they're just they're just stunned by how itchy their eyes are. They're not actually dead. And they're like, never, never will I look at this unethical porn again. Oh my yeah. god! Which, and also, uh, the um, you know, the nature of how she's like, like you know, killing or you know, hurting people mm-hmm. might explain why she hates people so much, right? I'm thinking maybe, my guess is that maybe she was the subject of one of these videos. Yeah. And maybe she, she killed herself. Suicide. Ah. That's my guess. Well, well it's also, it also said that she's been there forever, Yeah, right? it says she's been there forever. Hmm. Are you sure? Well, not forever, but like a really long oh, no, time. Oh, no, she said, they said that, that it's the only ghost that hasn't checked out. Not necessarily that she's yeah. been there for a super long time. Is it, I, I, thought, I, I swear they might have said like 10 years you might You might be right. But that's still, that's still within the range of well, video Well, revenge cameras. porn has existed for who knows how or, long. Or, I mean, she Eons. could just be like a sexual assault victim. Yeah, something like, It could be something time. like that. It I could mean, definitely be something like that. Sexual assaults lasted for decades, Since millennia. Since the beginning of time, yeah, they probably. Go, they go yeah. back. Yeah, they go back years. Um, <laughs> years. <laughs> uh, yeah, so what was I going to say? I don't know. Yeah. I'm very intrigued by her story. Oh, yeah. Uh, but then we see Yuna at school getting annoyed when Hyun Jung doesn't reply to her text. He shows up to the school and makes sure the other girls stop bullying her for a bit. So basically, these <laughs> girls are like about to throw chocolate yeah. milk on her. It's <laughs> I think ridiculous. It's, I think it sucks for her that like... She was bullied in her old body, and then she moves to this popular girl's body, and then she gets bullied in that body, too, and she's like, come on! like. But I like how she says later, she was a terrible person, so I don't mind her like, being treated like garbage. Um, so yeah, so he, whatever, scares them off. Blah, blah, blah. They talk about her working at the hotel and his memories of when he was in school, and it seems that he grew up pretty wealthy. The girls try to bully Yuna again when it looks like she's talking to herself in the music room. 
But then Hyung Joon steps in and plays the piano for her. But it's very romantic because he does this thing where he's playing from behind with his arms around her. And it's really cute. And the girls back off. And they're like, I guess she can play piano. I mean, he was totally being Patrick Swayze in Ghost. Yeah. Yeah. He was definitely hooked on phonics in Europe, but the music version of that. No Whoopi Goldberg nearby to to possess. It's so funny. Yeah, that's, uh, that's how they teach stuff in Korea. They get behind, behind. Yeah, they get behind you and they grab both of your hands <laughs> and they just move them around. That's how you write. That's how you play uh, piano. That's right. <laughs> it's like <how you> cook. <laughs> and that's how you learn how to how teach dr- other people how to teach. <laughs> oh that's, how you dr- that's how you drive. <laughs> so the girls back off and we see a flashback of Hyunjin's life and a tear fall on Yuna's hand and he's gone. <sighs> I I just love the world building that they've done so oh, yeah. far. Like I'm just so curious about all of the characters. Yeah, I just want to know more about them. Yeah, I, I and I think um, when you see when you get these flashbacks, a they're very well very well done, very well shot, great mm-hmm. acting, and it also gives you a sense of you, you wonder why not just go to the afterlife? Why? What is your unfinished business here? Why don't you just leave? Well, this is why you get some sense. You get some first person perspective of how why this means so much to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, I think it's really great how they do that. Yeah. Tits. Anyway, Miss Choi and the bartender discuss the different manager and the tree. They notice the tree is shaking, and they think that Manuel must be upset. We got to Manuel fighting with Chen Song about all of her cool cars. Mm-hmm. He tells her to freaking narrow it down to three and to sell the rest so they can settle their bills because she's bad at her job and they're broke. Uh, they can go to his op- they, they go to his office and he tells her that he won't help her extort money anymore since he doesn't want her to be reincarnated into something bad. She tries to, sell- she tries to tell him that she won't mind, that she'll be she'll go back as a chicken mm-hmm. and that she'll be totally cool with that. Uh, but he's adamant and she wants oh yeah and then she and then he he, th- he says that uh, yeah she says that she'll come back as chicken in his noodles uh-huh. uh, and then he's and then she says, oh, we'll just eat noodles. And he says, you, you won't have money for noodles next month. And then she gets really scared. She's just like, what? Yeah. I hate being poor. I love the line. She's like, I'll come back in your noodles, as, like in yeah. your ramen as chicken. She's like, onion. <laughs> and then she's like, I taste really good with fresh kimchi. <laughs> yeah. So and she, she's definitely not good yeah. at her job as far as like money goes, but um, – <laughs> But it sounds like they don't actually need money. Like, these are just for her lavish, like, human-like things. Because if they treat their ghosts well, they get these flowers, which the flowers end up getting them their drinks and their coffee and everything. Yeah, the cost of running the hotel is not... They don't need uh, real-world money to run the hotel. It sounds like she just uses the money to, like, fuel her... Spending, spending. Well, no, I mean, remember in the beginning where the guy takes a cut of the diamonds, and they like he uh, way in the beginning, and he says, "Oh, we have to pay off these loans, and we have to do these things." So well, the hotel does have expenses. No, but I think those were her loans. Yeah, those are the previous stuff that she'd gotten. That's right. Well, and the other part was that he was going to give Yuki yeah, Chansong money. That's right. Yeah. Well, see, the end, they, they, you know, they, they require a lot of cash for that. Also, I think if you don't, if if your hotel doesn't need a lot of money, and you're somehow like in threat, and and you're somehow like still running short on money, like I, if if your hotel needs not a lot of money, and you're still somehow able to not have enough, 
because of how badly you're spending it. I think that's pretty bad. Yeah, but arguably on the actual like important part of her job, she's probably good at it because. I mean, that's why they're bringing Chen Song in. Yeah, because he's that, the manager. That's his portion. Yes, he handles it's the money to feed her, her habits. <laughs> he handles the money. Her octopus and noodle and mm-hmm. jaguar and. Mm-hmm. Right, so um, the staff tells uh, Chen Song about the times when they didn't have money uh, around when uh, Hyun Jung came in, uh, came on. Uh, Chen Song tells him Manuel should be able to save money, and Hyun Jung tries to warn him that it will upset Manuel, but the other two shut him up since they want Manuel to get mad at him and kick him out. We cut to what appears to be a flat flashback of a king being ambushed, uh, but then we see that it's actually a film set. The actor who is playing the king is a little weak. And while he's running line, and while he's running lines, the ghost of some sort of king scares him. The king shows up at the hotel, and the staff get very excited. Mm-hmm. That's right. He goes up to the you know, he, he goes up to the bellboy. And he's like, oh, how impotent! How how impotent? <laughs> no, not <Yeah>. impotent. <laughs> how, <laughs> how impotent? <laughs> you. How impotent? <laughs> You can't have children. Your etiquette's so bad. <laughs> impertinent. Imper- not impotent. How impregnant of you. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. So. Okay, so uh, everyone then greets the king in mm-hmm. fashion as the bartender's really psyched. He gets down on all fours and bows, uh, except for Chen Song, who watches from the floor above. Uh, he wonders uh, which king it is, and he lists different, ki- uh, different kings of the... Uh, Joseon. Uh, and uh, it, it looks like, to remember the kings, they, like, use their, like, hands and knuckles in a specific way because he, like, yeah, did this. Like, maybe it's one of those things they teach as, like, young yeah. Koreans. Like, this is how you remember the different kings of this era. Well, it only seemed like there were, like, six, so I thought he yeah. was just counting on his fingers. <laughs> maybe. No, yeah, I th- yeah, he was doing, like, I remember he was doing, like, some sort of little song. Yeah. Kind of like, like wash, kind of like how Americans have like the Washington Adams, Jefferson Madison, Monroe Adams. Yeah, or like a, a fifty nifty United States from thirteen original. I don't remember that one. He's, anyway, so I'm sure it's something along those lines. King King Jesus. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. okay, let's wait, wait, so, wait, 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 wait. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. There's a lot. Okay, that was wrong. But yeah, he no, he did sing like a song. It wasn't yeah, okay. just that. Yeah, it was a song. Yeah. Okay. So he's wondering uh, which king it is, and he he's singing this little song, and he confronts Penwell about it. Uh, they get into another fight about him being a know-it-all, and her not running the hotel right. So she's like, "I know what I'm talking about. Don't mm-hmm. worry about it." This is the first time he's right. Yeah. yeah so, um, well, about um, about. I think so, about like ghost stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the staff, uh, the staff pulls out all the stops to serve the king. Uh, but when Manuel meets the bartender, Miss Choi and Hyun Jung, they realize that he's not actually the king, but rather a really good actor who's about to play a king in their version of the Crown Clown, which we talked about last week. I good call, which I have started watching. And guys, Caitlin was like, "Look." <laughs> okay, we'll get into it a little later. But the name he used for the king. Is actually the name of the king in the Crown Clown. That's who is again played by Chen Song. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's crazy. And oh my god, you guys, the Crown Clown. I'll get to this in other drama corner. Mm-hmm. So this is like fourth wall almost being broken. Yeah, for yeah. This is oh, because cool. yeah, she is like, have you ever 
have you ever served a king or whatever? <laughs> and I like, he's like, yeah, the king of Dubai or whatever. But obviously it's like, yeah, we know he actually was a, a freaking king. Uh, I like the next part where she she just she tries to play it off like ah like she she laughs and everyone's mm-hmm. like ah everyone kind of joins and then she's like ah yeah send him out on the next bus to the address <laughs> <laughs> a bus not she, even like, like the car yeah. she's just like fuck <laughs> he's going to he's he's really going to let me know about this mm-hmm. and sure enough he immediately runs she immediately runs into him and he rubs in that he was right and I, I love love that she was like. Going all the way to the other side of the wall so that he wouldn't like look at her. Whatever, yeah. <laughs> it's like ten feet in a hallway between them, and she's still like on the farthest end of it. Like, don't pay attention yeah. to me. And I like, uh, I like her. I like her cover. It's like, oh, oh we, we should never guess like royalty. <laughs> and he's like, since when do you do that? Yeah, I know. <laughs> you yelled at me for bringing one of them in your office. <laughs> that was the last episode. So funny. So, Chanson gets an idea to let the Ghost King possess the actor who got his role, since the young actor is getting so much criticism, and that way the ghost can live out his dream. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know if we talked about it, but basically, the the reason that the ghost thinks he's a king is because he was about to play the role of a king in this drama, in the in the fake drama within Hotel de Luna called The Crown Courtesan. Yeah. Courtesan. Yeah. And he's a method actor, right? Yeah, and so he like rip, he went really deep and he had always been a supporting actor, but this was his first like Major leading role. And he freaking died. Yeah. Uh, I thought I thought it was funny. Um so they, they managed to get on set because they, they have like a food truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the uh one of the leading ladies, Miss she she calls uh she calls Manuel a food food van lady. Uh-huh. Uh and then uh, afterwards Manuel says Impotent. <laughs> Not impotent. <laughs> She's how, like, how how, how wrong of you to how, have kids. How infertile of this person. <laughs> no, how impertinent of her. So it's a great little moment for me. Uh-huh. What is the definition of uh, impertinent? I will look it up right now. Well, pertinent means pertinent. You know, relevant. So she's saying how irrelevant of you. Impertinent means not showing proper respect of course, or rude. Yeah. Oh, uh, district, yeah, of course. Yeah, how irrelevant. Yeah, of course. It's how David. No, yeah, I know. Yeah, I knew it wasn't that. All right, I'm not an idiot. Yeah, I know she wasn't saying how irrelevant. It's clearly some sort okay, of. Okay, well, so stop the, laughing. Okay. The, late, the late Latin, the late Latin definition of impertinent is not having reference to, but the old French version. Late Middle English. Yeah, well, which the French is, were stupid. Which is what we use in English is, uh, yeah, the not showing proper respect. Okay, well, Latin's a real, Latin's like the granddaddy. So. Brutish. Yeah. Brash. Mm-hmm. Right. Okie dokie. Yeah. You can also use impertinent as how David said, but this is just not the right context for of course. that definition. Yes. Moving on. So, the... King Ghost is going to possess the young actor who's playing the role so he can live out his dream. To yeah. make him impotent. Yes. Okay. Manuel overhears that the young actor who is playing the king wants to drop out. She lures the actor away and allows the ghost to possess the actor. The ghost gives a great performance and everyone is super impressed. Manuel convinces the actor to let the ghost possess him for the rest of the series. And I don't really know if the actor knows that's what's happening, 
or whether he just thinks that like Manuel is an acting coach who can yeah. like put him under the spell or something. Yeah. But I think it's that one. Yeah. Anyway, he's like, sure, like whatever, whatever we're doing here is fine. I'll give you my appearance fee, which adds up to over four hundred thousand dollars. You man. Yeah. Jin Song says he's okay with it since the ghost doesn't mind that she's getting the money and the actor is willingly giving her the Wait, money. Wait, so is that for well, appearance fee? Is, is that just like what he was getting paid for that series? I think it sounds to me like he probably got a salary for being on the show. Okay. And then he got a bonus for being on the show. <laughs> like, <laughs> just showing up. Does that... I, should, I mean, maybe I don't know. I don't I know how. Maybe what it is is like contracts like that work. Maybe what it is is like he gets paid hourly while working or whatever, but he gets paid a certain fee just to show up in an episode. Yeah, appearance. Fee. So, so maybe it's like okay, you'll get whatever seventy five thousand dollars to be a part of the show, and then you get like. Whatever, $50,000 for every episode you're in. I see. So, money up front, and then every time you appear in the episode, you continue to collect instead of getting it all at once. I mean, Memes. yeah, maybe he just gets it per episode. So, like, maybe That's an episode a lot of... can take, like, I don't know, filming an episode might take, like, three days. So, he only gets $50,000 for three days worth of work, whereas maybe mm-hmm. one day it's, like, he can do two episodes in a day, mm-hmm. and then he gets Yeah. Double. Well, I know, like, it seems like a lot of... TV shows in the States do a paid per episode thing. Because I remember when Two and a Half Men was, like, super big. They made a big deal about how, like, those actors were getting, like, $500,000 an episode. Or something like that. Good for them. I mean, I could be totally off on that number. But it was, like, a ridiculously high amount of money per episode. I would love to be a mediocre actor getting paid that much money to... I think they were possessed by a shitty acting (laughs) ghost, right? (laughs) (laughs) anyway so everyone's cool with the arrangement Chansung offers to take Manuel to the beach again to watch the sunrise and eat octopus but she asks for a rain check since she wants to drink champagne do you think eating octopus is like similar to like for us would be like fish tacos do you want to go to the beach and eat fish tacos maybe I don't know and have a corona or something because that sounds nice to me, but when you say octopus, I'm like, eh. Me. The octopus that we had with my dad was really good. Yeah. But it wasn't Korean octopus. No, it wasn't. It was Italian octopus. <laughs> this is true. Moving on. <laughs> so, uh, basically, I think he asks her this at the hotel. Is that right? In her office. They're, like, watching the drama, and the guy's doing really well. And she's like, basically, I'm d- I just want to hang out tonight and drink champagne. Let's go to the beach another time. Tomorrow. So, uh, she's also thrown off when he says that he is sharing his feelings with her. Uh, and Manuel mentions to Chansong that she's hired an intern. So, they're all kind of just, like, chatting. And he's mm-hmm. like, I'm not a good hotelier here because I'm sharing my feelings with you. Dang. Ooh. Dang. Um, so Chansong meets the intern, Yuna. At Sanchez's restaurant, and she's very motivated. She will be accompanying the ghost to set. Yuna meets Chansong. No. Yuna sees Chansong meet Mira at their restaurant. Mira. And she's all chismosa and she's... apparently texts uh, Hyungjun right away. She's all upset. All upset. All chismosa. Like, <laughs> guess who's at the 
freaking restaurant. <laughs> I thought it was funny that she was she was putting all that hot sauce on her on her eggs, and he's just like, all right, calm down. Just like, not so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Manuel gets dressed to go to the beach, but gets disappointed when Hyun Jun tells her that Chan Sung is with his girlfriend. So she decides to go to the hotel beach instead. That's right. She was all she was all happy to go out, and uh-huh. then she's like, oh, "What's the difference?" Yeah. Poor girl. She's so proud. <laughs> like she she's the type who will like break things off, even though she doesn't know the whole story, because she doesn't <clears throat> want to be the one who looks like she got rejected. That's right. And the thing about that interaction we saw with him and his girlfriend is they don't seem to like like each other. Like, no, she seems like a bad person. And Super she owes him money. Yeah, and she's... 5,000. 5,000. Yeah. Well, he was calculating interest also. That's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I would do, too. Yeah. So she's a doc- She says she's a doctor. And and I thought it was really shitty that she was like, I remember how much you loved me. <laughs> not, not like, we were so in love with each yeah. other, or like, I still love you. Like, yeah. I remember pretty clearly how much you loved me. Yeah. Like, that's... That's pretty she's fucked kind up. Of a, kind of a shitbird. Oh, yeah, she's definitely a princess in this life, uh-huh. too. Huh? Yeah, so uh, he meets with Mira, and she seems like kind of a bad person. Uh, she owes him $5,000, and he resents her about it. He's calculating interest. Uh, so um, he, so he tells her that he gave her the money when he loved her, but you know she's still being flirty and obtuse. Uh, he runs out of the restaurant when he sees Kim Jun-kyun, and he gets his autograph uh, from Manuel, and he takes a selfie with him. And I, I like the uh, I like the scene where they finally intro- like when they finally show Hewn's face. It's just like oh. a slow turn, like, like so slow dramatic. Turn, you know, like yeah. like they could have kissed and it would have been out of place. Do you, do you think he actually is a celebrity? Or? Yeah, he is. Because uh, I only know that because I was looking up his credits and it's like Kim Jun Hyun as himself. Uh, so <laughs> so, okay. so essentially, what you're saying is it's kind of like if Guy Fieri made uh, a cameo. <laughs> Not Gordon Ramsay, your yeah. favorite. Guy Fieri. Like, no, Guy Fieri is just like, oh, you, I, I'll, I'll. <laughs> so, yeah, so he would have wrote, like, on the autograph, like, hey, like, let's go to Flavortown, Manuel. <laughs> you know. Yeah, so uh, Chen Song is about to call Manuel, but she calls him first. He tries to tell her about the autograph, but she tells him not to come in and just to take the day off. He asks about their beach plans, but she says she'll just go to the hotel beach and hangs up on he seems so disappointed. They're both so disappointed. He doesn't even know why. I know. And he's like in his casual <laughs> beachwear almost. Yeah. Casual beachwear to him is just not wearing a tie, I guess, and wearing a <laughs> trench coat. And he really harassed this poor guy for himself. He was very gracious. She's just yeah. like, okay, but what if she doesn't believe me? What if <laughs> I need think, a selfie. What if, she, what if she thinks I lied? <laughs> yeah, so Manuel is sitting by a tree and looking sad for about five minutes. And then we see a flashback of her 1,000 years ago sitting by the water. And the captain goes and sits next to her. She tells him to go away, but he catches a lightning bug. And they stay low together. Uh, and they stay together. And we see a bunch of light, uh, fireflies or lightning bugs uh, at the beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tells her that the scenery is better now. And she'll think differently about the scenery that she sees with him. And how she'll probably always wait for him to show up. When she sees something like that. Yeah. She has a good chemistry with that guy, too. Yeah. I guess she just has great chemistry with... <laughs> I guess yeah. she's hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But really? also, like, uh, she seems like almost like two different people, like, current... Well... Current Manoir versus past Manoir, because past Manoir is more just, like, proud and, like, leave me alone and, like, 
I I don't need anybody. It has worse lipstick game. <laughs> and current Manuel is more like I own this shit. Like if she has a confidence exuding her. Well, she's on lived top for of, a thousand years. Yeah. And so I think she's really come into her own. She knows how the world works. But yeah, a, a thousand years ago, she was still like a young woman who was on the run as like a nomad slash slave slash yeah. I don't know, an outsider of she's, society. She, she's pretty independent back then. Yeah, right? so she, I think, had put up a, you know, put up her guard to protect herself. And this guy's, like, chiseling it away. Ooh. So cute. Um, so uh, we go back to the present day, and Manuel walks away from the tree, and the tree starts to grow another purple flower. Ooh. We, that's right. We know what, what's <laughs> happening. So... It's, it's funny that that grew when she was, I guess, feeling a sense of loss, mm-hmm. you know, towards him. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so it wasn't when, yeah, that's really interesting. I think, to me, it seems like the tree uh, <coughs> oh. grows when she faces, like, her past. Because oh. the tree sprouted the leaves when Chan Sung was telling her about his oh. dreams, and she was like, you've taken like this old tree and like unearthed its memories or whatever maybe part of her maybe part of her health is maybe part of her health is remembering what happened and accepting that yeah because it seems like she's like buried a bunch of this stuff like deep down like suppressed it yeah and now she's finally like the way i I was thinking it worked but that what you said makes way more sense but the way i was thinking it worked is like which is almost along the same lines that her opening up and uh, almost like being emotionally healthy and not like repressing not just the past but just mm-hmm. her feelings is what's mm-hmm. making her healthy. Like, yeah, and that's what I thought the tree represented. But if it's like her past, it makes sense, especially with that memory line that you were talking about. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. It could be both. So then we see these old ladies uh, or these goddesses sitting at the table together. Uh, and they start talking about the tree and love, and one of them makes a comment about being bound together sleeping. Yeah, I didn't know what that meant. I'm, maybe they'll explain it later okay. on. Yuna then texts uh, Hyun Jung uh, to get Subway with her. Hashtag Subway, hashtag Eat Fresh. Um, <laughs> she then sees a weird man, and she gets a strange vibe. Uh, then we then see this perv try to watch the video, and it goes straight, messes him up, gives I, him some pink eye. I love how she's like, "This video kills." Oh yeah, <laughs> this, is, like, this will kill you. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. Don't watch watch porn at home, people. Oh my god, <laughs> not in a public bathroom. What a low freaking bar! Like, just wait, <laughs> wait two seconds. Don't do it at Subway either. Okay, like, man. One of the most respected Korean institutions. <laughs> uh, back at the hotel, Miss Choi and Hyungjun talk about Manuel being at the beach alone. Manuel is by herself and asks <laughs> that they change the sun to be at dusk. Chan Sung shows up and they talk about why he came in and he shows her the autograph. He tells her how embarrassing it was asking for the autograph, but he did it for her since he thought that she would like it. She tells him she loves it, and he mentions that it's nice being at the beach that's not far away. That's like you on me talking like, I don't like being far from home. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I don't want to drive to the beach. <laughs> um, 
She says that she's happy because he's there with her. They talk about how beautiful the beach is, and she says that makes her sad since now it looks even more beautiful than it did before. Damn. Kind of like a callback to her with the captain at the like lake or whatever, oh, yeah. talking about the fireflies. Because I loved that line that he said. Like, because one, it's kind of cocky, but it's also true. Like, yeah. every time you. Every time you're in a scenery like this, like, you'll always think of me and kind of want me to be here with you. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, shit. That's good. And so now, yeah, I think that's kind of applying to the beach. It's Jan song. I kind of, I I, I missed that, but one thing I thought was interesting was that she lowered the sun. Mm Mm-hmm. And I thought it was interesting that when she lowered the sun, uh, immediately Chen song, like, that's kind of when Chen song comes up. Which well, it's because they had to set the mood, David. Yeah. Well, it couldn't just he be couldn't like come a at high day. noon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, well, also, what, like, well, the thing is, like, you know, if her like, I, it might be part of, I guess, like a metaphor where you know her son, you know, her, her like her time is setting, oh. and then he shows up, so he might be a part of that. Yeah, I could see that. That's yeah. good. But also, she's like a person again that's like just like me because you and Manuel. Yeah, I. I do not like being at the beach, one. And two, if I am at the beach, I don't want to be at the beach at, like, 11 a.m. to, like, 3 p.m. Get me when the sun is most low. Yeah, when it's dangerous. <laughs> well, no, I'm not saying let's do it at night. I'm just saying, like, get me to the beach where there's less just bright-ass sun up above me. Like, wear sunscreen, Alex. Give me No, 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 I wear sunscreen. But, like, just reflective sunlight off the sand is just too much. It's too bright. Water. Yeah. yeah, just get it a little darker so that it's not... Oh, hey, I like mood lighting. I said this earlier. Just get a little darker, and that also, way it's not too bright. from my understanding, when Koreans go to the beach, they don't really wear, like, bikinis and stuff. A lot of them go fully clothed. Yeah, because, I mean, I, do they burn easy? No, I think it's just like a... Uh, what's the word? Uh, Thingamabob. Yeah, that's, that's the word. Not, wait, wait, wait. Let me think of the word. It is a... it. What's another word it's for prudish? Culture. Conservative. Yeah. It's part of their conservative culture to not want to be flaunting their bodies. Yeah. And um, also, I think oftentimes it's cold there. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. So they, but when they do go to the beach, I think they wear like... And during the summer, they were like rash guards and shorts and stuff. But prudish was not the word I was thinking of, but it's fine. Anyway, that was the end of the episode, guys. We got through it. Yeah. Fever-stricken Alex got through it. Um, <laughs> Fever-stricken Alex that overdosed on NyQuil and later had stomach pains because he overdosed on NyQuil and... They don't need to know all that. Yeah, I know. Okay. Um, <laughs> he got through it, guys. He got through it. He's still here. So hashtag brave. Uh, <laughs> hashtag braver than Manuel. Oh my god. Okay, so what are we thinking of these two episodes? Uh, great. Great. Really, really great. I, <laughs> I love the king. My the king episode in it was just one of my favorites. That was, that was that was that was fantastic. It was that had like a good mix of comedy and like serious. Yeah. yeah. I actually kind of thought that. That King episode was more of a filler episode. I liked a lot the uh, the wedding one. Yeah, that one was good too. And the twist. Yeah, it, yeah, it had a twist. It was a little more <clears throat> like serious, and there was more writing on it. Uh huh. And I think they set up rules for future storylines. 
And I think this this uh, King one was more kind of a filler episode. Well, sometimes you need an episode to kind of lighten the mood. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's true. Um, but... Unless it's the clown crown. Okay, David. So we're going to jump straight into other drama corner. And okay. we'll get to fashion and I love you later. Alright. It is definitely not funny. <laughs> Spoilers for episodes one and two of The Crown Clown. I will be probably finishing that drama this weekend. I'm like so fucking excited. Also, <laughs> another spoiler for it. It is not properly named. The it's clown? The, pr- the clown or the... He's a clown. clown. He's a jester. No, I just, I thought he was a jester. He's a clown. Oh, well. He, he, he's a traveling clown. He is in a troupe. He's in a comedy troupe that it, travels around. It should be something along the lines of like... They call him a clown in the show. The clown thrust into... No, no, no. <laughs> because... We're not going to talk about the okay, well, Just let me talk about Because the clown crown to me implies some sort of funny hijinks thing. Okay, well, David, get ready for this. Again, I'm holding on to my seat. Spoilers for the crowned clown. Um, so, the premise of the crowned clown, like we already said. Okay. The, this one king thinks, or is afraid he's going to be assassinated. Yeah. And they find a lookalike to be okay. the the king. Okay, turns out the reason why the king is afraid he's going to be assassinated is because he's like super fucking paranoid cuz he has this like evil uh what's the word? Like advisor oh. who's kind of like I think people are trying to kill you. I think people are trying to kill you to oh. the point where he murders his little baby brother. Holy crap. He's not a baby. He's like he seems to be like 8 years old or something. Oh man. And that baby didn't have good karma in the past life. I, I guess. guess I don't know. He doesn't. He's not the one who like actually murders it, but he basically sends his little brother yeah. into exile, Holy and then crap. someone goes and murders oh him. Oh my gosh! Yes, and so he like sees the ghost of his little brother, and he's like going crazy because he's so paranoid that people are trying to kill him, so he's mm-hmm. not sleeping. So the ghost didn't make it a hotel to moon yet. I guess not. Or I guess at this one point it would be like moon in or well, whatever I it don't. Is. Yeah. <laughs> um, in of the moon. No. I don't know if he actually saw the ghost or he just dreamt that his little brother, he's dreaming of yeah. his little brother. So, yeah, like I said, I think he's also doing opium, maybe? Oh, gosh. And so he's just, like, in really rough shape. Also because before his dad died, before the king before him died, he was like, the king was like, I don't fucking trust you. Like, you better be better than I think you are, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. So he's, like, really rough. He's having a rough go at it. So yeah. the clown is in his comedy troupe, and they're like, let's make it to the big city, y'all. So they go to the city, and their act, previously their act was making fun of the king. Yeah. And people were like, you can't do that here, <laughs> because he will kill you. <laughs> so they're like, what you should do, what a lot of people like at this venue, which is a brothel, is... <laughs> uh, because apparently the brothel, like, the rich dudes would go to the brothel, they'd pick a lady, they'd watch a show, and mm-hmm. do whatever afterwards. So, they're like, what What really kills here is making fun of the queen. Because oh. there's a lot of, there was a lot of gossip about the queen and one of the concubines. Anyway. So, he does this show. One of the king's other advisors, who we at this point think to be a good person, who I'm still thinking is a good person... He sees the clown looks exactly like oh, okay. the king. And so he's like, um, you come here. Yes. 
So basically, he shows the king, like, look, we found something. So he sends the king, the real king, off to a monastery to, like, recuperate. And then the the crowned clown (coughs) is, like, acts like the king. And it's kind of funny because he's, like, put in these situations. But it's, it's, like, little moments. No, yeah, it's... Of whatever, comic relief. But overall... To break the ice. Yes. Okay, so basically what happens is someone actually does try to kill him, and but he's like a sweet guy, so he ends up giving, on accident obviously, poisoned, a poison snack to one of like the... Oh. The, the lady. So basically no. the girl, the girl who brings him his late no. snack, he kind of develops a relationship with, not like romantic or anything, just like... A rapport. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, like, yeah, eat my snack. Like, it's oh, fine. No, and it's she not. ends up dying no, because so someone put poison in the snack. And so he's, like, really fucking freaked out because they didn't tell him, like, we, we want you to be the stand-in because <laughs> we think people are trying to murder the king. So anyway. Not a lot of insight from him. No. Just like, oh, this is great. Well, yeah. no, they basically <laughs> blackmail him into, oh. yeah, being taking that position. They're okay. like, the king is telling you to do this, so you have to do this, and if you don't do this, we're gonna lock up your family. Okay. So, he's like, okay. So then, once that girl is murdered and he realizes what's happened, he runs away from the palace. But guess what? His little sister, who was with the troop, gets raped in the meantime. No! By the evil advisor's son. No! And so, he, when he gets home and he sees that his little sister has been raped by the evil advisor's son... He goes back to the palace, back as the king, and he tells the good advisor so far. He's like, I'm ready to crush some people. And that was all in episode one and two. Holy crap. <laughs> yes. Because really- I was like, okay, well, why is he, how is he going to get to come back? Like, why would he choose to come back yeah. it, when he knows that people are trying to kill him? But it's because he wants to get back yeah. at the evil advisor yeah and the evil advisor is probably the one that's actually trying to kill the real king but he's well we don't know so pointing fingers uh, at other people (laughs) because there are like four different people like four different groups of people it seems like in this drama like all vying for power and so it's really confusing as to like who's a good person and who's a bad person and uh, it's so good but it It sounds good it is not funny i was like (laughs) oh my god this poor little girl (laughs) this poor little girl i mean yeah she was like 15 that that would mean that if i was not like briefed at all about that whatsoever and someone said Hey, you should watch this show called The Clown Crown. Crowned Clown. Crowned Clown. I would have to like be like, what? And with all this like, when's the funny part going to happen? <laughs> yeah. And it reminds me of this story, listeners. This is a funny story. So, this one time when I was about, mm, I don't know, like five or six, my dad uh takes me for the weekend because my parents were divorced and he had like half custody or whatever you call it and he takes me for the weekend with my grandpa to go see a movie now the movie he takes me to see he has explained to me is about like gangsters in the 1920s so we go and we watch the movie and about like maybe a third of the way in he looks at me and he's like we should go. Now, I'm really confused because I'm, like, expecting gangsters this whole time. And all I'm getting is just music from Renee Zellweger. <laughs> and, yeah, it turns out he took me to see Chicago thinking it was going to be, like, some mobster oh, movie. No. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. Not the longest-running Broadway show. <laughs> so, moral of the story is, if anyone 
doesn't know anything about the crowned clown. Crowned clown. Then they should because then read the synopsis. Yeah, they're gonna have this Chicago style like I guess epiphany that my dad. Yeah, but no, yeah, (coughs) I uh, I was so the guy that plays Gu Chan Song, he's so good in that show. Like I feel like he should win a fucking Emmy or something. It's his acting is fantastic because he's playing a like super paranoid king. And like I believe him. Like he looks like sleep deprived. Yeah. He looks like he's going crazy. And he but he also plays this like really naive and like kind hearted, earnest, like Wow. Fake king. That's... Oh, oh. So really? you know what I mean? Yeah, so he because he's playing like He's playing two separate characters who are, yeah. you know, interchangeable. Acting stuff. Yeah, so I'm like, bravo. Yeah. Excellent work. So good so far, and I need to keep watching. I mean, I still gotta get through Sky Castle. Have you started you... Sky Castle? Yeah, no, I still have to get through it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I haven't started. Are you gonna finish Hotel de Luna? Um, I mean, yeah, if, uh, I mean, if I can come on for the end of, end of, end of season thing, yeah. you know... I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm pretty much almost half, halfway through at this point. That's true. <laughs> yeah, t- tweet at OK Drama Pod and let us know if you guys want David to be back. That's right. My right. mom wants David to be back. I'm sure. That's my mom good enough. loves. <laughs> my mom loves when David's on the podcast. Yeah, Woo! and we want to keep her happy. So yeah. That's All right. right, let's cut to fashion. fashion. Yes, God. Okay, so we put a bookmark. You love Gu Chen Song's tux, one for when he was getting married. Really great, really great detailing. Just totally cool. Really impressive that he got that on such short notice in his size. Um, <laughs> and she just carries that around. I guess. Yeah, so I liked his tux. Uh huh. Really liked that tux. Um, and uh, but her outfit, um, her outfit at the end of that episode. It was it mostly the hat. Uh, it was it was partially the hat, and you know I also kind of I also kind of remember the rest of that outfit not being not being that great. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I loved Manuel's red dress. Excellent. Um. What else did I write down? Oh, and her first outfit for when she wants to go eat the octopus. I think she was wearing like a lacy turtleneck, and then like a kind of fluffy shirt. I also liked her big white hat when she was at the beach oh, yeah. at the end scene. I like to, oh her and her fancy glasses. Uh huh. Yeah. Her that, fancy binoculars. For me. Yeah. And it helped with her like look of being sad. The her hat. Yeah, it was like <laughs> don't look at me. I'm gonna hide under my hat. Yeah. Oh, man, Manuel just is like living the life I would want to live. <laughs> Basically, just like wearing crazy clothes and eating managing good ghosts. Food. And, uh, yeah, sure. Hotel. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't mind the hat. I do. Now, you know what? Looking at it, so we're looking at the uh, the hat from when we she's telling uh, Chen Song at the end that she's going to be, he's going to send her off or whatever. Uh-huh. The part where David said it's a BDSM outfit. Yeah. So we're looking at her hat, and it almost kind of looks like a, a cop hat, but you know what? And I know this is where Caitlin's going to go with it, too. It is totally a Selena look. She's got a Selena look going on. Like, oh. She's got the bangs. She's got the hat. The all lips. That's, yeah, all that's missing is like like a 
bustier is that the yeah. correct one? Like a bustier and like high waisted pants and a bunch of spinning. <laughs> yeah. And then she's she's Selena, Selena, Selena Quintanilla. So, uh, did you have any? Uh, did you have anything? Uh, out? Did any outfits stick out to? No, I honestly don't pay attention to him. Like, <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't think like, oh wow, that outfit's good. The only time I think I've ever done that was uh, "Romance is a Bonus" book. Uh, it was something that what's his face wore. Unha. Mm-hmm. It was like a turtleneck with like a really big shirt, yellow shirt or something uh-huh. like that. Well, he's like a fashion icon to you and Andrew. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he pulled a lot off. Uh, yeah. Okay. And and what's his face too from the other one? Oh, Min Min from yeah. no. Strong Girl Bongsun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Min Din Din. Min. Yeah. Okay. Um, Min So yeah, I mean, honestly, like all the clothes on the show are fabulous to me. So expensive. Yeah, to me, I I kind of look at it more like a as a whole piece rather than like seeing individual things about it like it is visually pleasing the whole thing yeah very all right so let's take it to i love you that's good i wasn't feeling very confident about it so my voice shakes how about all three of us three two one i I love love you that was bad were you trying to harmonize? Cut it. No, I just couldn't <laughs> find my voice. <laughs> okay. I love you. I love you. I will always love you. I love you. Alex, you go first. What's your I love you moment? Uh, my favorite I love you moment of the two episodes. Hmm. I'm going to have to think on it. Okay, David, what's your I love you moment? <laughs> so my we'll come love, back to you. My love you moment is um, the moment where she's wearing that bad outfit, uh, and she's essentially telling him, you know, hey, eventually I'm going to be leaving, and, uh-huh. you know, I want to be your last guest. Uh, I want to be your last guest, and, uh, yeah, it was it was just, you know, it's just really, it was, it was one of those more real moments where, mm-hmm. you know, she's just, she's just straight with him about, you know, the future. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah, she's talking about the the over the thing that the overarching thing that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought she was just very real with him. Okay, Alex, uh, you want more time? Mm-hmm. Okay, mine was the ending of episode six when Gu Chen Song shows her the autograph, and I love it because, like, I think it's like twofold. Like, one, she really likes that guy, so. Uh, she's excited to have the autograph, but she also, it's, like, active service love language. Like, she recognizes, like, how much effort he put into getting the autograph and how he was embarrassed. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, like... Mm, Caitlin's love language is acts of service. Yes. So this makes sense. Totally. <laughs> Alex's love language, I think, is words of affirmation and gifts. <laughs> yeah. So send me all the gifts. And positive feedback wait, wait gifts or like like no, moving it images. is pronounced gifs david okay oh my god so okay. yeah so i really like that moment once <laughs> send my, yeah i send gifs and <laughs> send me all the gifs oh i really like uh the office gifs and tom and jerry gifs and more recently just anything big mouth Alex loves Big Mouth. Okay, back to yeah. my I love you moment. Okay. So, 
I want. I thought the setting was beautiful. I liked the dusky beach. I liked Gu Chansong's outfit and his like little trench coat thing. I like Manuel's outfit and her hat. And uh, like I said earlier, I liked the just like her recognizing that like he put a lot of effort into the gift for her. And I like that she's like, whatever. How should I say? I like that she was pleasantly surprised because before that she was like really disappointed and jealous. And I like, yeah. I think we've all felt that where we were excited to do something, go somewhere, be with somebody. And then like when the plans fall through or like you find something out and you're like, I don't want to do that anymore. Like it's feel bummed. Like, feel like crap. Yeah. So she was like clearly. Especially if it's bummed. somebody that you like and love. Yeah. And you're like, oh no. Bummer. So yeah, I just I'm I, not that important to them. Yeah, I really like how it, it Manuel like really experienced a wide range of emotions, mm-hmm. and then so we get her being like pissed off and like sad because she thinks like Chansung ditched her or like she's not as special to Chansung as she thought maybe, mm-hmm. and then he comes and he surprises her and she's happy, but then we get the other part of like her realizing like oh he's like taking up space in her heart now basically like she's opening up to him and now she's having to take on the like weight of him being in her life and being part of her story being like now the beach will never look as beautiful Mm -hmm. which yeah coincidentally that's gonna be my i love you moment is saying the beach will never look the same now because basically i've touched this moment with with the captain in the flashback yeah yeah that's a good one um and I mean, my my reasons for it is just more like vanity. Like, I feel like Alex in his heyday would have definitely done that to Caitlyn. <laughs> yes, Alex in his heyday would have been like, "Yeah, now you're always gonna remember it because I'm here." Uh huh. Yeah, right now we're in a minimum contract, Alex. Right? Now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm ch- about I'm changing my "I love you" moment. Um, okay. To when um to when uh Hune turns around. You know, and, it's, and they finally show his face in the eating guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like everyone's like, around. so enamored with him. And he just him. smiles, big smile, <laughs> that big one-bite smile. <laughs> and he gives, and he gives... The autograph? And he, and he gives Chen Song everything that he wants. Okay, I thought, so this might be dumb, but he was like, no, I need a sign on your back. I thought his, the, like, permanent marker was gonna bleed through. Oh, yeah. And he was gonna have, like, his autograph on his jacket. Oh, yeah, or yeah. something. Funny, if he somehow loses the autograph, uh-huh. and then, like... He has it on his jacket. And, uh, and then he turns around, like, oh, I lost the autograph, and she's like, no, you didn't. It's right there. Yeah, that would've been funny, that'd guys. That would be cool. Yeah, uh... That would've been great for a show like The Crown Clown. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. a little bit of comedy in there. Jeez, guys. Come on. This is juggling. <laughs> so... Anyway, well, what a fantastic episode. Thanks, guys. Thanks for filling in while Jill was living her best life. Ain't no problem. You got it. Jill, I hope you're ready to get back to work because this is tiring. Yes, you're going to have to really pick up the pieces on this one. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> You've, we've left OK Drama in I a bad sp- state. I spit all over the mic. <laughs> no. Um, luckily, she has her own mic. Yeah. yeah that's so. good. Yeah. Well, I spit on that one. I'll, I'll stick to going and playing video games with my boy or being like, hey, do you mind if I lay on your floor because my back hurts? <laughs> okay. So, 
Wow, Caitlin. Total disregard <laughs> for that. I'm trying. This, this is, episode is already. This is what she does to me all the time, guys. She just disregards everything I That's say. That's not true. I listen to you so much. And disregard it all the time. No. Sorry. I, I love you. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> hey, give us a rating if you like the podcast. Five stars. Five stars, please. Five stars. Think of us like an Uber or a Lyft driver. Yeah. Five stars. Please. Five, Five stars, stars and a tip. Too. Please. Yeah, Venmo. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll give him a real name now. Uh, go ahead and Ven- <laughs> Venmo us at the Crown yeah. Clown Haters. The Crown. <laughs> how, imp- how impotent. <laughs> okay. Bye. No, follow us on Twitter at OKDramaPod and Facebook and Instagram, OKDramaPodcast. Let us know how you're liking or how you liked uh, Hotel De Luna and The Crown Clown. No spoilers. And uh, also talk to me about Melting Me Softly, a very divisive drama on Twitter. Some people hate it. Some people love it. Some people don't mind it. I'm in that <laughs> don't mind it camp because I will watch anything. That's not scary. Uh, yeah. So next week, Dear Jillian will be back. And... Guys, like you, like David said, we're almost halfway through the series, so it's really heating up, and I'm really excited. He's so. heating up. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Later.